welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today, oh, we are all so lucky, is actor, writer, comedian Brett Gelman. So uh, Brett has only ever been in Everything Good. You've seen him in Stranger Things, Fleabag, Eagleheart, Twin Peaks, Love, Blunt Talk, Joshy, Married, The Other Guys, Go On, 30 Minutes or Less. The list is too long, but most important, most important, you must see him in the movie that he co-wrote and stars in, Lemon, with Michael Sarah, Judy Greer, Jillian Jacobs, Jeff Garland, Sherry Appleby, Nia Long, John Daly, Megan Mullally, Martin Starr, and so many more. Lemon is in theaters now. It's available on demand. Run, do not walk. All right? Do you hear me? I saw Lemon and I fucking love it. All right? How do I uh, explain and describe Lemon? Okay. So Lemon Lemon is a stressful comedy. It's a stressful comedy. It's co-written and directed by Janixa Bravo, who's Brett's wife and uh, who was a guest on this very podcast only a few weeks ago. Check that out. If you like this, I think you'll even you'll, you'll love that even more. Um, and we mentioned Janixa a ton on this podcast because I'm completely infatuated with her. And uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Back to Lemon. I love Lemon so much. Lemon is a story of, of a man played by Brett Gelman trying his best to navigate a life of mediocrity and disappointments, uh, a lemon of a life, if you will. And, uh, and it blends desperate, sad, and funny and uncomfortable so perfectly it's uh it's smart it's sharp it's special it's completely original and and the la times says lemon squeezes privilege and failure into an unusual comedy just see it and uh and then listen to this podcast right today today right here right now Brett and I go on a high-energy, tangential journey romp of a conversation where we talk about a million different things, internal spirals, systemic racism, making lemon, his love story with his wife, Janixa, past dating experiences, going from being a white nerd to the hip, cool guy he is today. We talk about yoga heads, style changes, meditation, therapy, shame, adult swim, social interactions, being desperate, emails, texts, lack of tone. Emojis, integrity, microdosing mushrooms, the power of disengagement, toxic relationships, people pleasing, being obsessive, potentially uh, him being a bungler fumbler. His words, not mine. Uh, the notion of figuring it all out in this lifetime, smoking copious amounts of weed on getting dug with high, and so much more. We talk about so many things. I hope you enjoy it. I definitely talked too much in this episode. I think Brett needs to come back. Uh, and we need to have an episode where I never interrupt, I never say a thing, and he just goes and goes. Because I swear to God, just listening to Brett speak, the sound of his voice, his cadence, the way he delivers anything that comes out of his mouth, it's so interesting and entertaining and funny. So uh, I hope that happens, uh, you know, sometime. Side note, speaking of desperate, I listened back to this episode and uh, towards the end, I believe, and, and no, uh, no, I know I asked Brett to be in my movie that I wrote and will be directing. Uh, I'm disgusting. I'm a disgusting, desperate monster. I did it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm calling myself out. Yes, I did that. You will hear it later if you make it all the way through to the end of this uh, two-hour podcast. I'm a little bit humiliated or 
Am I just uh, gung-ho about life, excited uh, to put myself out there, dead on and open-hearted with great taste and tenacity to go after what I want? And what I want is maybe Brett Gelman in my movie. I don't know. You decide. Uh, How dare you? Anyway, um, and I'm so bummed. I I don't want to bring up things that I didn't mention in this podcast, but only after when we recorded did I find out that Brett was in an episode of of Joan Rivers' talk show that she had. in, in bed, where it was, I think it was called In Bed with Joan Rivers, where she'd interview people in her bedroom. Um, and, uh, fuck, I, I wish I had known that because I would have gone off on that. I would, I would have, you know, wanted to go very deep into that because I adore her. I, Joan Rivers is one of my favorites. But anyway, all that aside, for more Brett Gelman, follow Brett on Instagram at Brett Gelman and at Lemon Motion Picture. If you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. I mean it. It really does help me grow the show. So, you know, there you go. If you want to be friends with me on social media, I think that's a great idea. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Alexi Wasser. And uh, Love Alexi is a listener-supported show, so if you want to make a donation, feel free to do so via Venmo at Alexi Wasser, and I'll give you a, a warm thank you shout-out the following week. And uh, all that aside, I'm going to shut the fuck up now so you can enjoy my conversation with the delightful, hilarious, incredibly talented... Brett Gelman. Now entering Nerdist.com. It was just like, it's not him. And then it was oh. surely you. I can't believe this is the first time. It's an exclusive here. On the, we're recording. Oh my God. Oh, God. Let's just. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let's just. <laughs> Podcast ruined. God, do you want to just ease into it? I mean, I, well, I don't care. Whatever you want to do. I'm you, good with I want you to care. Oh, I do. I mean, I do care. <laughs> I mean, I'm open. To whatever you would like to do, I'm putting my oh god phone on airplane this mode. It's the here. worst podcast me um, and Brett Gelman have ever done. Oh my god, <laughs> oh god, it's definitely not true. I mean, well, on my end, I don't know. Uh, I mean, just our. Podcast. I, I this could is, be the worst guest that you've ever had. This is just the worst podcast we've ever done. I definitely that you and I have yeah, ever that done. we have ever done. It's also the best. Exactly, exactly. That's all I wanted to hear you say. Wait, I need you to flip that over. Or I'll just stare at it. On, what? I'll just stare at your phone. If you leave your phone, I'll just oh. stare at the thinking I'll. Get get a text. <laughs> uh, Aristotle is nervous because of how much Janixa wanted to have sex with him. <gasps> he was... <laughs> is this No, true? that you guys were flirting. I don't know if she wanted to have sex with him. Oh, but like, my God. I heard the the interview, but I don't care. He's okay with it. You should be, like, worried. Don't like, be... Aristotle, it's totally cool. Like... I don't know what's going on between you guys. You're a good-looking dude. I get it. It's fine. I would have sex with you. You would? I would have sex with you, Aristotle. Would you? What are you wearing, by yeah. the way? You're wearing, like... Is this just pheromones? Pheromones? Uh-huh. <laughs> what is this fragrance? It's my friends, uh, our friends Cologne, uh, DS and Durga. There's many different scents. And, uh, yeah, I get a lot of compliments. It has, like, this way of bringing out your pheromones. Does yeah. it? Oh, my I God. I do. When I wear it, uh, oh my God. I get a lot of attention. <laughs> I can tell you've answered that question so many times because you seem so bored picking the crust. No, you're like, no. yes, I know. Like, see, I smell no, fantastic. No, I just am like... Oh, I'm not bored at all. <laughs> I'm not bored at all. I'm just, uh, I'm ready to go. I mean, we're going, right? It's already recording. So, it's been going from the get-go. Oh, God. How are you? Laughing. 
feeling good, loving my life. Yeah, laughing. You make me laugh. The this show. Is so oh, great. you're laughing. I'm watching the show, laughing sometimes. But right now, I'm laughing. <laughs> you don't even want your headphones. That's what a pro you. Oh are. no, I should put them on. Put them on over your cool hat. You want me to wear them? Yeah. Oh my okay, god, cool. look how cute. All right, <laughs> let me not flirt with you because I want Janixa to be my friend. That's really okay. We're artists, okay. Rob. You can flirt with me. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I think we covered it all. I don't know where else there is to go. Um, <laughs> but then I accidentally drew a heart when I was waiting for you, and then I told Aristotle, I went, oh, my God, Brett's going to think I'm in love with him, but I was just a bored doodle. I mean, or you sub- could be. It's really okay. It's really <laughs> okay. I welcome people being in love with me. It's it's a rare occurrence. Is it? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I very much live in this, like, vacuum of... Isolation. I have no idea, like what the what the perception of me is, um, or if there is even enough of a of a thought about me to create an actual perception. I don't know. These are the things that I wonder about with no answer. So I'm just like a very limp narcissist, very limp narcissist, sitting on the couch trying to get work done but mostly obsessing about things that are uh, out of my control and spiraling out. <laughs> I can't wait to get into that. That's all I do is spiral on my couch. You do? Yeah. I don't well, know. Yeah. It sucks, it does. right? It's the worst. It is the worst. It's like, uh, yeah, it's one of the top things that I would change in my brain. Yeah. But I guess, though, that notion to spiral out gives me gifts in other places, I guess. In your, you know. in your writing? Like you work through it like creatively or? I think in writing and then like in acting. Yeah. You know, you have a deep well of darkness. Yeah, a deep well of darkness. To draw from and it's not like so dangerous at least like we're not, you know, shooting up. Yeah. You and Janixa? Or you and me? You and me. Oh, at least but we're not shooting up. Janixa's fine. Janixa. She seems great. No, Janixa doesn't really. She doesn't spiral? No, she can compartmentalize very well. I'm very yeah. bad at that. Yeah. Everything is everything with me. Me too. Everything bleeds. Uh, there are no boundaries. There are no boundaries. I was not raised with boundaries. Yeah. Where were yeah. you born? Um, The North Shore of Chicago, Highland Park, Highland Illinois. Highland Park, Illinois. Yeah. Then you went, because I have all these questions prepared, so I don't want to not ask you the right questions. Oh, I mean, no, that's fine. It's going to be a tangential journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. And Lemon is so great. Thank you. Lemon is so great. I know I'm so bummed I didn't interview Janixa, even though it's about you. It's not about Janixa, but the two will blend at some point because, but... uh you hadn't seen Lemon I yet when seen you Lemon interviewed yet. her. Yeah. Oh, 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 so right. I'm so glad I got to see it on a big screen. I love your interview, though. You did? Yeah. Okay. I liked how you kept mentioning Howard Stern, and I actually felt like you are, in your own way, like Howard Stern. Am I? Yeah, but in a good way. Okay, good. Oh. Yeah. I do love him. I think he's such a good interviewer. I mean, yeah, he's one of the best. He's one of the best. And he's like, he seems a lot more kind now. He's grounded. He's been doing the emotional work or he's older. And yeah, I think he was kind before. I think he was just like, you know, like to be shocking and like to go dark and deep. I mean, I don't agree with everything he says. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like an Islamophobe. Is he? I mean, a little bit. Oh, my I God. Don't th- I, you know, I, I, you know, oh. I won't take pot shots at the, at the great man. But, you know, we're all, we're all, nobody's perfect. Nobody's Especially like old white dudes. Um, so, well, even if they are Jews. Even if. Shout out to my Jews. Shout out to your Jews. Well, I don't, okay, wait. So, I loved, thank you for listening to Janix's podcast. Of course. Thank you for liking it. Oh, my God. I was so nervous. I have such yeah. a, you know, a. Yeah, whatever. Crush her. I just love her. I just love her so much. Yeah. So it mattered to me. That yeah. She was, and I like that I'm, yeah. But uh, 
Well, that makes me feel good. Yeah? I love her, too. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, Four hours later. So as, yeah. you, as you know, it's hard being a woman in this business, and yeah. it's uh, even harder, you know, being a black woman, a woman of color in yeah. this business. And uh, I like that she's getting all the attention that she's getting. Yeah, and you're so defensive for her. You're in defense of her as, like, anybody... You know, when she didn't get the credit as a co-writer or a director. Remember when there's some posts? Yes. And you're just so so loving. Like, I watch your Insta stories and I watch her Insta stories. And they kind of blend together and you can get both points of view. You know, I was watching your trip to Barbados together. And that was uh-huh. so cute when Janixa writes, like, you know, here's Brett. And he thinks he thinks that people think he's kind of black. He's, like, a little bit black. <laughs> and I was like, and I wrote to her and I'm like, that's me. That's how I feel. Where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm cool though, right? <laughs> That's how I live my life. Right. Like, oh, God. Oh. I only think that in, like, little spurt moments. As a whole, I do not think that at all. I don't think we think you do. uh, No. Oh, but no. Uh, I wish. It's, I wish. I wish people thought of me Um, that way. But, oh, God, then there was one Insta Stories. It was her Insta Stories. Because I, like, you know, just follow both of your lives. Like, a fucking, well, I guess it's the future. That's what everybody does. I'm not going to feel apologetic. Yeah. Putting our shit out there. I understand following her Insta Story. Well, I follow you. Yours are more, like, absurdist. Like, like, you're making the sandwich. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's making the sandwich. (laughs) It's it's commentary on what's going on in the world and what's important. I'm like, wow, he's really doing it. It's it's an intense close-up. My Insta Story really, it, like, it really... It sheds a lot of light. It sheds a lot of light. Truth of our of our situation and our existence. But then there was one Insta story on Janixa's. No, but it was you. It was highlighting you. Uh huh. And this was a heavy one. This was when you guys were shopping on Third Street, and we were both in the same neighborhood or whatever. I'm not going to say. Oh where you yeah. Were. You were shopping on Third Street, and this was like a fucking heavy one where I was like, "Oh my god!" But she was shooting you defending her because somebody thought she was the dog walker, and you yeah. guys and you guys put that on Instagram, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is so heavy and irritating," right. and I just like that she was documenting you being protective right. of her and loving, and I, and that was like, you know, she didn't want me to. She didn't want me to do that. But she insistoried it, which is great. Yeah. I thought that was beautiful. But I think beautiful. in the end, like, you know, sometimes she doesn't want me to do some of those things. But then after I do it, she's glad. She is, I right? Why do you, you get so hyper-protective of her? And I well, love I'm that. Well, I'm really, yeah. I mean, I also just don't like the whole general uh, thing, yeah. you know, that it's it, um, not just towards her, but, you know, who she is, the type of person that she is and that. You know, you're in fucking L.A. and you're on Third Street and you go into a fucking beauty. You know, this is like what I'm talking about, about the insidiousness of systemic racism. is That it it creeps into the smallest pores of uh, our being. Our, I mean, you know, white people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that, you know, you can can still have like these microaggressions in fucking... Beverly Hills adjacent. Of course you can. I mean, that's not a surprise yeah. to anybody who suffers uh, from that. But it is a surprise, I think, to a lot of of uh, white liberals a lot of the time. Yeah. I don't think it's a surprise to, to white conservatives. Yeah, definitely not. They feel that way and, yeah. they're, and they're open about it, which, uh, yeah. And so I think that, like, more than ever, I think white liberals need to check themselves. To look at themselves right deeply when they're like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's not me. It's not me. And then you're like, oh, these tiny little ways. So you really have to fucking look at yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I, here's what I want to know. Okay. Yeah. Because I, you know, I don't know you very well. I've only met you a handful of times. I'm so excited. I'm really preachy at the top of this. I know. I'm like, I'm like, like, I'm like hey, let's. Who the fuck do I think I okay. am? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> you're Brett Gellman. You're motherfucking. 
<laughs> yeah, but I'm like, couldn't be more of an actor. I mean, oh I just, I also, I'm just like a pathetic actor. All right. Not that I think actors are pathetic. How dare you talk so. about my friend Brett Gellman like that? You're my, my new best friend. Oh, my God. My you new. should hear the things I say about him. Oh, no. Inside your head, your own worst enemy. Me, too. Oh, yeah. my God. I am the harshest on my... I'm so... I make myself suffer more than anybody. It's like Sometimes horrible. I think I'm not harsh enough, though. Really? Actually, actually, should be harsh. Really? What are you so harsh about? Before I get into your love story with Janixa that you started to tell you me... Know, well, I have, uh, I get mad easily and I'm very blunt and I sometimes assume that people are willing to, should be willing to communicate in the blunt way that I want to, oh my God, I'm especially like people who are, uh, close to me and they don't always want to, and it's not always appropriate. I'm the, I'm the king of like, uh, the correct point being communicated in the incorrect way. Oh, me too. So, like, I'm right, but the way in which I express my rightness, I'm very wrong. So you gotta. Fig- are you trying? Are you working on that? Or are you like? This yeah, is what I'm it working is. on that. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. I'm trying to say less. <laughs> but but part of your Janixa proofreads my emails. You know that type of shit. She. Oh my god, was she but, so mad when you sent out the wrong email for like tomorrow? When uh, for the that was Sundance, fucked up the, for the next five. Just to let people know who are listening. That was like because it was so stressful. Well, let me tell putting people. all of that together. Okay, so the night before Lemon played at Sundance Next Fest this past weekend uh, at the Ace Hotel. Brett sent out, not, it's not about like you doing something wrong, but you sent out this email being like, tomorrow night, like, thanks, I'm so excited, everybody's coming out tomorrow night. And then I got that email, and I was like, oh, fuck, that's weird, I thought it was tonight. God, I guess it's tomorrow. And then I was going to write back to you, but I went, no, if he figures out the mistake, he'll let me know, I don't need to be another person who... Or maybe it's just tomorrow. Right. And you then can like, always write me. Well, then... F- correct my mistake. I, I don't even... I'm, I'm trying to check myself and not be so like... I, I just get immediately so panic-stricken and I like always... I'm so reactive in all facets of my life, which yeah. I'm trying to work on because it's like just pushes people away and makes me so unlikable and uh, whatever. But that's another story, another here or there. But... Right. And then like four seconds later, you're like, oh my God, I'm sorry. It is tonight. I, I you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm stressed out. Yeah, I was out. W- with her and I thought was she, she was going to like... Is she going to kill you? Yeah, but I also wanted to like kill myself at that point. You did, but but did she get mad at you though? Was, I wanted to know. I was like, yeah, wondering what that moment like, was like. We were like. dealing with a lot. We were like coordinating a lot of things. Yeah. And so, on top of that, for me to send like a lot of our guests, yeah, the She's, wrong email, even though most of them know. But like everybody, you know, all the people on that list are so wrapped up in their own thing too. Yeah. That, like they could get. They're distracted by so many things having to do with their own careers and their own lives that they could get thrown yeah. by that. Yeah. So, and those were all people. You really wanted there. Yeah, like we me. Want, we wanted, exactly. Yeah. We wanted you there. See Aristotle? Um, all right, sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Other things about me. I'm very desperate. I'm not cool. Well, I You are am, so I am cool. cool. I am cool. Look at this like outfit. Often. Look at this outfit Janixa put you in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my fell God. Off. Headphones just fell off, you guys. Headphones off. Um, I dressed myself today. You did not. Did you really? Because I have that shirt too. I did. I'm like good at it now. You are? Hold on. I'm looking, but not in a flirtatious way. Yeah, but no. maybe. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, look at you. You're so cute. Okay. Thank you. All right. Pheromones, guys. Hubba, hubba. Humana, humana. Am I right? Am I right? Anyway, yes. Um, okay. Um,. Are you still are you still dating? Uh, you know who? Let's talk about got, it after. Oh, really? We'll forget. Well, let me just tell you. Okay, whatever. Okay. Well, but we don't want to hear about your love life and not your with women and all this stuff because you were telling me the story about uh, I don't know your love story with Janixon. Just right. how you were, but whatever. Tell me. Wait, before we started podcasting, you're telling me something about relationships or how oh. you, how you are. Oh, oh no, I just like I've definitely been the like real obsessive. 
uh, weirdo. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. And desperate. I mean, I do have a desperate, like, if there is one thing that I could change about my personality. You've been desperate when in relationships? I mean, yeah, and not just romantic, but, like, friends, too. I still am. Like, I still, like, I'm, like, really uncool if, like, I even like somebody platonically. I'll, like, and then I get the vibe that they might not like me. Really? I'll like I'll like come on strong, and then they'll put up a wall, and then I'll get really angry. Who does I'll, that? I'll, then they're my enemy. Really? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Wait, cause, wait, I can't believe you've been saying this because to me, you seem, especially since you are in a partnership, and you just seem it's like so protected and wonderful, and you're, you you look like the cool like what I see from the outside. Maybe this right. is helpful to you or whatever. You're living your life. You're fine either way. But this is what I see. You are this calm, cool, collected badass. You don't need. You don't need. <laughs> I'm serious. You don't need nothing from no one. I've seen you go into your dry cleaners before when I'm on, my, on a walk, or I'm like when I'm trying to diffuse an internal spiral where I think everybody hates me. Mm-hmm. I've like been walking down the street, seen you, and been like, he probably hates me too, and like dodged you because uh, I just assume everybody hates me. And you, to right. me, seem I like I assume everybody hates me too. No, you do not. Oh, I, can't. I definitely do. You do. Oh yeah, yeah. This yeah. makes me so happy. <laughs> don't, don't let it make you do it. There's a lot of there might be some people listening to this right now are like, I, yeah, yeah, we do hate we both do hate of you. you yeah, why would people hate you? You're great. Um, please don't hurt my feelings. No, I don't ever. think people hate me. I think that like, uh, well, I think some people might hate me, and they might have. I've gone at people before. In my mind, it's been justified. Yeah, because I think they're assholes. Yeah, I really resent the fact. That you're labeled as difficult when you tell an asshole that they're an asshole. Oh, yeah. And that, like, this whole notion that we're just supposed to, like, let it go and just let people not act right. Yeah. I think is, like, part of the main problem when that we're it? facing right now in general. When has know? this happened? Is this, are you talking about what? Is there something that happened recently? Oh, um, no. It's it's nothing specific. Yeah. It's, you know, it's various people that you come into contact with throughout your life. I like confronting people. Yeah. I, I do, too, but then I also just, like, I've learned a lot from watching Janixa deal with situations of, like, my silence will be louder than anything that I could say to you, and then I'm still in the right, and you don't have anything to point at. Yeah. That, you know, a lack of action is much easier to defend than an action that goes awry, yeah. and I'm the, you know, king of actions that go awry. I mean... I think I was getting into like a thing this morning with somebody via email, but uh, what happened? <laughs> like, oh, I can't like go into it too much, but it was like somebody just like. Well, this is the problem with email too. It's just like tone is lost a lot yeah. of the time, and it always feels more aggressive than it actually is. That's why emojis are great in text. I but I use too many emojis. But texts too, isn't it the same thing or no? Yeah, no, totally text. But I use emojis to kind of like lighten my text to be like, I'll do a little wiggly thing. Oh, right. or, but you can't really do that on an email. Well, I guess you can if you're emailing from your phone. Wow, this is getting yeah, way too. Yeah, I do like a ha, 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 <laughs> Me like, too. Like I do that. Yeah. And I mean, it's not that I don't use emojis, but like if it's real tense, using an emoji will just make me feel like I'm like a psychotic as a like 40-year-old Wait, oh, man. If you use an emoji? As a 40-year-old, I am like, if I'm like in a tense situation, with, you know, tense communication, yeah. I use an emoji. Ooh. You look like a fucking nut, right? I mean, I'm just, I I look at myself as like a nut, like that that's crazy. But like, uh, 
like, oh, that would be really funny if I was in your Just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Kiss emoji, like, you know. Oh, my God. Uh, We're also. No, I also, like, I hate, like, I, I apologize, too. Like, I'll blow up and then I'll apologize. And so then it's just like, oh, well, I, I have no integrity whatsoever because I'm not really apologizing. I'm apologizing for the manner in which I said it. And that scraps everything that I said. So that's a, you know, what you say is then erased. Yeah. And, and it shouldn't be that way, but that's just like how people's minds react to that. It's all fucking high school. It it's is. like you don't leave high school un- of- until you decide to leave high school. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do think that the power of disengagement is, is a powerful thing and takes you into this more adult space, which is, I don't, I don't fucking have time for this. Yeah. Like I got a life to live. I got like a career. I got, you know, real relationships that aren't toxic and immature yeah. here. And that's very hard for me to leave behind because I was so inundated with, you know, mentally with that, like, in high school, that like socially took over my mind it did. so much. What people thought of me, and like, you know, almost like listing off who liked me and stuff like that. I mean, oh my <laughs> like Janixa found like a list. She did. Like, oh, no. That I made of my friends. I do that too. That I was like, who are actually my friends? I do that too. <laughs> I mean, I used to. Oh, I made a yeah. list. This was, and she was like, that list is really fucking sad. Oh that you God. need to actually think about who your friends are. But um, but I think that's obsessive thinking because yeah. I can really – I can say who my friends are. Are you in therapy? Yeah. How's it going? I mean, fine. You're so I, funny. I think – Your whole essence makes me laugh. Fu- but not at you, but like just makes me go, I'm so lucky to be the, here with you. Oh, like, my God. I'm not, likewise. I'm, yeah, Okay. Yeah, I'm, well, I also, like, uh, sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I'm just, like, a bungler and a fumbler, and, like, that's, like, what I am. And that, you know, I wouldn't be funny in this way and artistic in this way if I yeah. wasn't that. And isn't it all, like, chaos and just, like, a fucking roll of the dice and you are who you are and you do the best you can. And, uh, you know, you, there, this whole notion of, like, really... Like figuring out who you are and changing yourself. It's a very privileged yeah. predicament, you know. So, or maybe you, you'll, you just do the best you can. Or maybe right? you'll suffer less if you go, oh, this is it. I'm 40. This is how it's going to be. And instead of being like, oh, this is wrong and being at odds with yourself the whole time, being like, yeah, I feel all my feelings and I, yeah. I have my combative things and Janixa reads my thing. And then we have the, and then it just goes, and it's fine, and all, it's always okay. Like, yeah. it always ends up being okay, and I, you know. I think there's an element to that. I mean, yeah. it doesn't always end up being okay, but, you know, I've, um, but I do think, though, that you do the best you can. The notion that you're going to, I mean, none of us are going to be, like, Buddhas yeah. in our lifetime. And we're going to die. I mean, if we did, yeah, and we're going to die. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? That's not necessarily a negative thing. We don't know what that is. Sometimes I don't think that's a negative thing at all. I'm like, God, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm like, life is, oh my li- God. life is relentless. Oh, no, well, I mean, please. I don't okay. like to hear that. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that's my, <laughs> you, is this my, a cry for help? It just became one. You have a wonderful <laughs> life. You are talented and <laughs> oh my God. of much worth, darling. You, you can <laughs> Oh my god! 
God. I would um, call a man darling, by the way, as well. Oh, so I call I'm, men darling well, as I'm, well. I probably make people mad because I like old school um, – I mean, you know, I'm a feminist, of course. But, right. But I also do like, I don't know, like, do you, when you were wooing Janexa, did you pay for dinner? Yeah. Wait, you're picking your teeth. Does that mean I'm ugly? You think you just pick your teeth in front of me like I don't matter? No, that's so fucked up. Mm. No, I was, because you're not ugly, because you're very beautiful. That's all I, you hear that, America? <laughs> I'm scared that I would spit this popcorn kernel that yep. was on my teeth. Oh, also, I have this for you. It says Listerine Minstrips were not sponsored. Oh I'm just God, addicted. Okay, this. then hand sanitizer. Okay. Yeah. I was Is spin. this organic? It, uh, it's whatever you wanted to be. Well, I don't so, want that. Oh, okay. All right. I um, wash my hands. <sighs> anyway. I'll take the, I'll take the. Me too. I'm obsessed with these. Okay. They're wait. really good. Um, here's what I want to know. All right. So, and I can cut this bit out too, but I ran into you and, oh, yeah, we're at Charles Rogers' birthday. Yeah. You were on mushrooms. I can cut that out. I left a gap. No, I was, yeah. It's okay. I was on mushrooms. Can yeah, I say I don't that? Care. Okay. Yeah, who cares? Um, I think psilocybin is a very, uh, I don't think, you know, you should always be on drugs, but. Are you on drugs now? Um, they use psil- I think it's uh, good for your brain. Sometimes. Oh, and you did. Uh, you did getting dug with high. I did. I got so fucked up on. I it. did that too. Oh yeah. I never have to do that again. How did? What did you think? How'd you feel? Well, I'm a big fan of Action Bronson. Who's Action Bronson? He's a rapper. Oh. And he was on there with me. Yeah. And uh, don't look him up in my nose. Don't look. Oh. <laughs> Don't look, I said. You're too But happy. I don't like think like body things are gross. <laughs> oh, that maybe I do. that's the thing. Oh, you because like Because I was like, like that was my own narcissism, like picking my teeth. Like, oh. if I saw you okay. do that, I wouldn't think that that was gross. You'd be like, that wow, means she's beautiful, whatever she I does. I ignored, I was bred well. I was told to have manners, but. Yeah. I wasn't punished hard enough, I guess, when I didn't. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh man. All right. Save that for the next podcast if you ever come back. Um, oh, I will. Oh. No, but. Um, okay, wait. Psilocybin. Oh, yeah. But did you pay for. Oh, yeah. Action Bronson. Sorry. I'm all over the place. I'm, oh, yeah. So, so he, like, just, like, kept smoking and passing. Oh you know, he's God. a rapper. Yeah. And uh, that was the most fucked up thing you've ever said. I got said. really. <laughs> <laughs> Rapper, all rappers like weed? That's rude. No, that's not true. But the rappers who do, like, smoke really like it, it, a lot of it. That's yeah. true. Yes. No, there's many rappers who, some very prominent ones, Chuck D, Jay-Z. Okay. But not smoke. Well, Jay-Z's, like, dabbled. But so, okay, tell me, this is about you, with Action Bronson smoking weed. I want to talk weed. about Jay-Z's no! history with marijuana I don't, smoking. I don't want to do that now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, yeah, he got me, like, super fucking high. It was just all different kinds of weed? Yeah, and Isn't we did that? that, like, dabs stuff. What's that thing dabs? where you, like, it's where you, like, take, like, the wax and you <sighs> put it in this, like, big glass apparatus that feels very much like, and it, it gets blowtorched. I mean, it feels very, like, I've never smoked crack. But it feels very much like what that would feel like. Yeah. Only it's like, and it gets you super fucked up. So how'd you feel? Were you like, I got to watch that? I was really high. Did you, but did you like go inwards or were you just like, well, and like Doug started bringing up like Jeff Sessions, like (laughs) what the fuck? I don't even understand all this. Talking about like marijuana laws, which was apropos for the show. But all I could get out was that Jeff Sessions was a fucking asshole. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but it was fun. Oh, wow. It was fun. fun. I don't want to ever do it again. It was too much. Afterwards, I just felt really unsafe, and all the producers were so nice, and they were like, no, you did great. Sit here, drink some water. But I thought, 
are you fucking with me? Do I seem particularly like I'm freaking out and you need to call oh. me? Like, I just felt so Yeah, like- one time Daniel Collison from Jash was like, how you doing, Brett? And so I was like, does it seem like yeah. I'm insane right now? But I assume that he was just asking because I'm the guest on, you know, a show that he's producing and yeah. he wants to make sure You're okay. I'm okay. You're already a thousand percent more I mean, healthy you, than you me. You are smoking like a copious amount of marijuana. It would not be insane or it, it would be wrong for anyone to judge you yeah. that you're like lame for not being able to handle basically yeah. smoking that much weed and, in yeah. that short amount of time. But then everybody's still in their cubicle, which is so weird. You go out there and everybody's just still working. I don't know what they're doing actually over at Jash. I mean, I, like, you know, they're... Yeah, yeah they, what are they doing? Look, they, they like really pulled themselves back from the dead over there. They like were really having a hard time. And they were? They, uh, reestablished their company in a major way. Oh, so wow. Was, oh, that's good. Yeah. They're, they're working? And Daniel's a good, you know, that's I love Daniel Kellison. Is that the tall, handsome man? No. Oh, there was. But he's handsome. He's just not particularly tall. He's not short, but he's not uh, tall like we're tall. How tall are you? You're like 6'2? I'm 6'1. 6'1. How tall are you? 5'11. Yeah. Tall. We're tall. Just tall people. Just living our lives. Talking on a podcast. Fantastic. We're sitting. I love short too, though. Oh, you do? I love all sizes. I love all all (laughs) colors and creeds and sizes. Sexes and orientations. So when you wooed, when you woo a woman, because you've sure you've dated yes. women before, Janixa. Well, we're assuming now that I do that. I actually know how to do that. Well, yeah. did, do do you pay for dinner? Of course. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like a mix. Like I, I like uh, I don't know where I was going with this originally, but something about uh, oh yeah, something about being a feminist or whatever. But also being like I like the old school tradition of like being wooed by a man or having him like pay yeah. for dinner and all stuff because I feel like I don't know. I'm well, it's reasons. also like I asked her out. Oh, so yeah. I should, you know, she's accepting my invitation. That's true. So I should pay. And then once we're together, you know, my money is her money. Her money is my money. Yeah. In a. In a what? In a sense. Yeah. Um, so we're at this place. We're at Charles Rogers' birthday party. Right. Living our lives. Yeah. Outside. I've never really had a full-on conversation with you ever before. Right. We're, we're sitting next to each other. And I was not, like, hallucinating. No, you were fantastic. I micro-dosed. I barely... Yeah, do you hear that, guys? Everybody? You hear that? Micro-dosed. Yeah. Not hallucinating. Probably yeah. hallucinating more on I don't want to... Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah. I was way higher on that than I was that night. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to hallucinate and, like, blow my brain out. Yeah. I, like, I don't... I don't like leaving this reality. Yeah. Oh, you've ever done DMT? Or, no, I'm very yeah. scared to do that. You are? Yeah, See, I'm more scared of pot. I did DMT, yeah. but, but it was I've, less scary. I've hallucinated really hardcore, mostly in high school when I didn't know what I was doing, like on acid or making, mushrooms. Making those lists. Yeah. Making those lists to your friends, being like, who are my friends? Oh, Which I do, too. And that was mostly just like picturing myself in a mental institution and my mother like l- crying, looking through the window of the padded door of the padded cell. Weirdly... I fully, I'm showing Brett a picture of me and his mom. I fully met your mom. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's Candace Look, right there. That's Brett's mom. She came out. And Erica Chitty Cohen. She's yeah. been on the show as well. Um, anyway, we're outside at the birthday party. Eric, she, Erica has been on the show. That's yeah, fantastic. I love her. Yeah, she, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I don't have a child. I may never have a child, but I'm totally going to the opening of Loom. Will you be there? Of course. Of course. Cause when gonna, is it? Uh, in September. In yeah. September. I love no, that we're talking about this. like one of my best, you know, our best friends. I so. love her because at the Lemon premiere at the Ace the other night, we were both like had social link because there are so many cool people and there's so many people and all this stuff is happening. And we're both just like... 
we, we, we gotta get out of here. This is just overwhelming. I, I get like, I have like, it was weird. really intense. You were handling it so beautifully and gracefully. You look cool. You're wearing your white suit, right? Your white pants, oh, cool. and your, you know, and Janix and her awesome suit. And then Kate Berlant and her pink. So everybody's looking for like a fucking badass. And I was just like, how do they do it? How do they seem? So I hope they're spiraling internally too. Yeah. Not- oh my God. And then like the next day it was like, there was like a mishap where what? I didn't. Oh boy. Janixa just like did the right thing was like, I, it's my movie. I'm not handling the social aspect of this and I will hang out with people, but I'm not going to like make sure that like people go to the right place and the right, that's not my job. Yeah. Like I directed the movie and I was like trying to like organize, like making sure everybody had the right wristbands, but I didn't see everybody who I wanted to give those wristbands to. And yeah. so like that caused like a major panic the next day where I was like, did I fuck up the premiere of like, you know, I was like, I definitely am always like putting the pressure on like these like these pinnacle moments in our in my life yeah. where I'm like oh I did something wrong because there's always a way to find that there was something wrong. That's with all it. I do. All I do is yeah. fixate on the tiny thing and blow it up and just assume think, like oh it's the I worst. Think a lot of people do that. I can't believe you're telling me this. So it makes me feel so much less alone. I don't want you to suffer. But knowing that I suffer and you suffer makes me feel less alone. Well, that is always my goal. Okay, mine too. It's never to give advice, but to. Be so raw and honest. Relate to my yeah yeah yeah. But my what I wanted to talk about, if I could ever just fucking, I it's, I'm trying to just being a terrible host today. I can't yeah. believe this. But uh, so when you were microdosing, we're sitting next to each other, and I got the story of you and Janixa, and it was the most. I know Janixa looked over at one point and went, "It's been like two hours. Are you still telling the story of us?" And she's like, "And I'm thinking." This is what I thrive. I love was it details. Two hours? No, it was not two hours. But you know, <laughs> it was it was incredible. It was like you talked about meeting her and like I I, I want to hear the story because you know there's so many things I want to ask you and we have time. Oh, hopefully you just told um, me. Well, I had met her briefly a couple times. The How? first time I like met her, she did not remember, which is we were at this like, um, I think it was a Halloween party. I was with John Watts. Who, um, director of Cop Car. Director of Cop Car, Spider-Man Homecoming of Clown. Oh. Um, very successful director. I don't want to miss a beat. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, pushing, okay. I'm pushing the Sorry, microphone I'm towards his mouth. close enough to the microphone. So, uh, yeah, I was with him at this party, and then, I, and then he took me to this like karaoke bar. This is in New York. How long ago? This was like, I don't know, like nine years ago? Yeah. No, longer. This is like 11 years ago. Yeah. This is like 11 years ago. And... Uh, and we go on this karaoke, and he just sits me at the table with all of these like women. And what a great then guy! He went to go talk to this alcoholic at the bar, and but he didn't introduce me to the people at the table. One of whom was Janixa. Yeah. So they all thought I was just some fucking creep <laughs> who sat down at the table to like hit on them. <laughs> and they all, I remember her looking at me, and this is a look that I've gotten many times. Through over the years, which was just like, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of here. A look from a lot, many different women or just Many Genixa? different, but like her especially. It like burned into my brain. And I was like, oh my God, this beautiful Ugh. girl is, this beautiful woman is like, thinks I'm scum. And so I just left. I didn't even say goodbye to John. Oh Maybe I did. God. Maybe I did. But he was so wrapped up, and I just like wanted to fucking kill my. I just like rode, you know, it was many, uh, one of many uh, lonely cab ride back to whatever shitty apartment I was staying. Is this in. both of our po- a cry for help on a podcast where we're both like just making like kind of thinly veiled like I wanted we to kill only, myself? We can only help ourselves. I know. We can only help ourselves. So lonely cab ride. Um, 
Yeah, many of which mm-hmm. uh, I, I took. Um, and then the next time it was I was working with like John and Ben Dickinson and like their whole collective, which was uh, Waverly Films, which I don't know if they're still together or if they like disbanded. They're all friends still. But uh, yeah, Ben Ben brought Janixa to this like really bad, you know, comedy show that I was doing on like Ludlow Street where I played a pedophile uh, children's entertainer named Klaus von Fun. Yeah. <laughs> who, and I read from my storybook called Skadoodle You Poodle. No. Which, um, yeah, he was, and he was German. Did I say he was German? I think yeah, well, Now was, we definitely know. Yeah. And so it was, uh, I did that. And I think people were heckling me at the time. And I, you know, usually heckle hecklers back. I will, I, don't mind stopping the set to get into a fight with a heckler. Mm-hmm. Um, as long, not a physical one. <laughs> I'm a coward. Let's uh, get that straight. But uh, I, feel, I, but I do seem like I am a fighter, though. And I, and I, I would if I had to. Because of your height, um, the beard, and I think that I, um, if you make me angry, oh, uh, no. you see, like, I don't think you're going to see rage like that just anywhere. I think I, I get very, very angry. Don't ever if, get if angry at me. Somebody crosses me or somebody I care about. I don't. I don't like them. Stop threatening me. So uh, <laughs> okay, go on. No, I would never. And I and I keep it in wraps. But you know, it's also if somebody's trying to humiliate you and you're on stage, oh, fuck you yeah. should humiliate them back. Um, but sometimes I've agreed with them that it sucks. <laughs> so I just like go with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, you know. But, uh, yeah, and then I met her briefly, and then she left. Mm-hmm. But the real time that we met was I was doing uh, – I was the face of the New York Lotto. I was playing this, as she described, little Jewish minstrel character named Little Bit of Luck. Uh, they shrank my body down. I had, like, a shaved head, Coke bottle glasses. Oh. It was the most money I'd ever been paid, oh, but great. still wasn't, like, insane to what I should have been paid for the way in which I was selling my soul. <laughs> And integrity. But, um, yeah, so John was directing the second round of these commercials, and she was costume designing the second, or really dressing. I don't, these are not the costumes that (laughs) she would design or style normally. But, like, she, you know, she tried to make it as stylish as, you know, the lotto people would allow her to. Yeah. And, you know, wasn't really an artistic statement on her part, so... You're going to take the check and run, right, yeah. in that situation. But, uh, yeah, and so I walked in the room, and I was like, I think I'm having a heart attack. And she was like, well, maybe you should go to the doctor. And oh. so I, like, left. I, was, you know, I postponed rehearsal to go and get uh, checked up on. And then... Oh, you really did think you were having a heart attack? And you went to the doctor? Yeah, but I'm also just, like, insane. Yeah. Yeah. Still? I'm a real... Yeah. Today? Yeah, but I do. I, now I'll let like the thing go, and I'll be like, I'm probably not having a heart attack, but I will like ask like several people. Do you meditate? Um, I'm supposed to ask that. I think no. I uh, no, Neither. and I really need to start like big time. I, I I I need to do it. I'm realizing that it's something that is developed where I I have to. Yeah. I mean, the way in which like we're opening tomorrow, and the way in which like my body feels right now that I know is from 
mostly from anxiety oh. is like, that's not okay. Oh my like, God, thank you for doing the podcast in this moment of anxiety. Oh, I'm okay. Okay. I'm always anxious about something. Okay, good. Uh, no, I, I can, I can function and this also helps. Like it's good. You know, any, yeah. any situation where I get to like talk a lot and somebody wants me to talk, that definitely makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And so then I like, I, I asked her out. How did you do that? I want the details. So you think you're having a heart attack. You go I was get like, do you want to get on. something to eat? Before that, though, I asked her and her assistant <laughs> if they wanted to, like, hang out at my hotel and, oh like, hang God. out at, like, my pool. And and then just, like, it was... <laughs> so skeevy. That's it was so, so scuzzed <laughs> out. It was so fucking gross. <laughs> oh, because you lived in L.A.? I lived in L.A. and they flew me in and they were putting me up in a hotel and I was like, oh, well, I'll hang out. You know, and I also liked them personally, you know, as people, uh, her and her assistant. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. But then, like, she, I had never felt in in the initial stages of pursuing anyone in the way that I felt about her. I don't know. I was just immediately very much drawn to her. And... Um, but then I was was also like so desperate and lonely and that's why I like, and by like, in case she doesn't like me, maybe Maybe. somebody else will. Maybe her assistant would like you. Oh boy. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I was that desperate and, uh, sad at that time. Um, but luckily she did. But neither of them, of course, said yes to coming to my hotel. Yeah. And it wasn't my room. It was like the pool. I wasn't like thinking that there would be sex. I was just thinking we can hang out and then like whoever I hit it off with, I can take out on a date later. Okay. You know, you know, the record is. And then of course, Hey, we're all adults here. If we have sex, we have sex. (laughs) That'd be great. (laughs) I was, I think I had like not had sex for like a year. I was like out of my mind. Wait, were you you out of another relationship? I mean, I had had like a short thing with somebody that I was like irrationally attached to. And I think it like, she like broke up with me over email, but it wasn't even a breakup. We weren't monogamous. We had only like hung out like three times, Yeah, but it's somehow, I don't know. I think I had like a bit of a like life crisis when it came to sex and relationships, you yeah. know, in that moment. So I wasn't like functioning properly, uh, yeah. in terms of that. I wasn't like, I kept, um, asking like crazy people to go on dates with me. Oh. And then I would get in these like really weird exchanges of, of like cat and mouse almost of like them blowing me off kind of, and like sort of promising to oh. like, you know, start something with me, but then like would they would just like, you know, yeah, fade away. I was just like, why not just say like no thanks? Yeah. Um, but so I was like in a like when I met Janix, I was like, Oh, she was like the answer. And so I think that very much like carried into the early stages of our relationship, yeah. which made her very wary of me. What happened? Made her very wary of me. Yeah. I was just like really desperate and I was constantly auditioning for her and I was disgusting. I don't know why she stayed with me. And by disgusting, I don't mean perverted. I've never, yeah. <laughs> I just mean that I was like, hi. I mean, it was just <laughs> brimming over with desperate, I mean, just overflowing with desperation. Wow. So it was disgusting. <laughs> she must have liked something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think like my persistence and she definitely 
there was like a dude who was like sort of pursuing her at that time too. Yeah. And then she chose me over that guy. And I don't know why, because he was like really cool and like. Really? I don't know. Maybe just like, you know, something inside of her, uh, you know, felt, oh, this guy's right. So. Wait, but how long were you in New York for to like keep pursuing her? Like how, what, how did that unfold? We were both there for like the holiday. Oh, wow. A long time. So like, yeah. And then we just started, we, we went on the first date. She came to like, why do I keep saying like? Oh, I love it so because annoying. you're human. Because we're just living our lives. A, you know, because we're cool. At the, and end, at the end of everything, I am a child of the North Shore. Well, which is basically like the valley. And I love it. And I say like a lot too. Um, thank you. Oh God. So yeah, I. <laughs> so I took her out on a date, which w- the first date was her watching me perform in a midnight show. Uh, the the night we wrapped the commercial and yeah. she was exhausted and I'm, I don't remember what I did in that comedy show, but I'm sure it was not good because it was she not fell asleep and she fell asleep mm-hmm. and I saw her sleeping and she tried to deny it. Did you make, try to make out with her that night? Oh, sorry. You tell the story. What am I doing here? I That night did I try to make she, out who, with her? Who woke her up? I think I did not. Well, oh, right. Oh, no, this is what happened. So then afterwards, we went to a bar, and this other dude was there, (gasps) and she fucking blew me off. No. She went home with him? No, she didn't go home with him. She didn't go home with him. She never hooked up with this guy or nothing. uh, No date ever happened with this guy. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, she just, like, started only talking to him. Oh, my God. Who did you talk to? Her assistant, who was also there. Oh, my God. And then I asked her out. And, uh, oh, I just dropped out. Is that, is that my headphones or is that? Okay. Oh, there you, you go. You got it? Okay. Um, Close call. And then, and that is one of her best friends too. Yeah. And do I know for her? a while, I think this person thought like I was no good because I asked her out and I was just like, and I was honest with Janixa about it right away. I was like, well, I asked her out. Oh, you asked the uh, assistant yeah, out. Yeah. Because I was like, well, the one who is my choice here. Oh. Who is the person I'm, you know, infatuated with. Yeah. Just fucking blew me off. Yeah. So. Funny that you still had to ask anybody else out. Oh, I just was like spinning. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like so insane. Story of my life. That person obviously was like, no. Oh, God. (laughs) No way. Did they live together? They were friends. She was like, she didn't like. They didn't live together, I don't think. No, they didn't live together because. Keep going. You ask her But she like hated me for a while. I think now she likes me and is like, oh, you you know, you guys have been together long enough that I see that you're not a scumbag. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was also maybe, I don't know, subconsciously maybe trying to get back at Janixa that she would hear that I asked her out. And it's like, yeah, that's what you get. Oh. (laughs) When you go with the other guy, I go. (laughs) Who's the other guy? You guys should set me up with him. I I cannot. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Whatever. Okay. uh, I don't think he lives in this country. I think he's foreign. That's just how I like it. Um, yeah, exactly, right? So? Commitment with no commitment. Yeah. But, um... Yeah? And then, and then, uh, but then she say, said yes to hang... And, of course, I had no integrity, and I was not like, oh, you did that, so goodbye. I was like, well, maybe she'll still. Yeah. Um, and... And then she, then I cooked dinner for her at John Gemberling and Andrea Rosen's apartment. I was staying there. Okay. John Gemberling of uh, Broad City and Andrea Rosen of uh, uh, what was the the Matt LeBlanc show recently? Episodes. Episodes. They're both like two of the funniest people ever. 
And I came up with them in like, you know, the alt scene yeah. in New York and, you know. So I was staying with them and like they had to listen to me like obsessing about Janixa all the time. And uh yeah, and then I like cooked her dinner and then and then that night we made out. Oh that God. night we made out. And then she went home. She didn't we didn't None of my business. No sex on the first uh, real date. Yeah. Wait, where were the other two people? You were just at their house? They were gone? They let me have the house. Oh. Like for, oh, I think it was like like Christmas. So we were both in town and then they left yeah. town. They went to go. They went upstate to like some farm or something. Yeah. Getting all the uh, yeah. yeah. So then. You make out. We made out. And when then she's it- like, I'm going. When did it start getting obsessed? You, t- you were telling me stories about how, like, she was like, maybe you shouldn't come over. And then, you, oh, so like, then when we were back in Los Angeles, and oh, we she, saw each other a couple more times in New York, but she then we lived in, in LA. She, we both lived in LA oh, and we're working in New York. Gotcha. So, uh, and yeah, and then when we got back to Los Angeles, I was like insane. Uh, she'd be like, well, maybe uh, we shouldn't hang out uh, tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> and, oh my god! And I was living with John Daly at the time, and. Uh, we were sharing a car because oh, I didn't have a license. Very sexy. I didn't have a license. Very sexy, yeah. <laughs> we were jacking each other off, like, to make each other feel less lonely oh, in wait. this new city we had moved to. Are you attracted to men at all? Have you ever been? Am I attracted to men at all? Yeah. Have you ever? None of my business. I've made out with guys, yeah. but I, I've never had sex with a guy or okay. dated a guy. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, there's, um, I definitely, I mean, I think we're all a little bisexual. Yeah. And, uh. I don't know. Sexuality is fluid. Go back to your Janixa story. But I'm, I'm most, I usually am not attracted to men. It's yeah. a very specific type of man yeah. that I, I can become attracted to. And then they have to be attracted to me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Me too. About girls. Yeah. yeah, totally. But I mean, I don't know if I could hang out with like only gay guys I, I would you would <laughs> i'm the idiot dork who's like if i meet a you know a girl's into girls i'll be like would you fall in love with me even though i'm totally <laughs> i'm such an asshole like no, it's I, like oh. I, if i could only hang out with like only women and gay guys yeah i think like straight dudes are like no. mostly really fucking boring and like clueless. So, uh, yeah. white, white straight dudes a lot of the time. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. Nice. I mean, like a lot of my best friends are okay. white straight guys, um, uh, are heteronormative Caucasian, but so you're sharing a car with John Daly. Not I love for, all people's. You just love all people. You're a great guy. <laughs> you shouldn't have to say that. That should be assumed. Okay. Um, no, but, uh, yeah. And John, would I fuck John? No, I'm not asking that. <laughs> I'm not asking that. I might fuck John. I might. I might have at some it. point fucked John. Not now. I like you and Charles Rogers the most. But I always thought that there was something very sexy about my uh, best friend. Oh, do you really? <laughs> yeah, and like women liked it, like him. At oh. least they did when, like, we were both like pursuing girls. The girls would always go for John. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. He's got like those big eyes, and he's like, talk about pheromones. Really? He's got like these giant like carpet Gaping. pits. <laughs> That like would just like fucking reek. Wow. And then the right type of, you know, both of our type would go for that, for those pheromones. So you're sharing a car. 
we're sharing a you car. Got a big and crush then I'm on like, Can you side. drive me over? And he's like, But I thought yeah. she didn't want to see you tonight, dude. And I was like, I was like, I know, I know, but like, shouldn't I like I mean, I really want to see her. Shouldn't I go over? And he's like, I really don't think you should. I think that's a bad idea. I'm like, right, right, right. But can you can you take me over there? And he was like, Okay. Oh my god. And then he took me over. There was like one of the many times I did not listen to his advice on uh dating. <laughs> and so yeah, he he took me over there, and then I walk, and then I called her. I was like, "Hey, hey, I'm coming over," and she was like, "Uh, okay," and and sh- uh, and then I got to the house, and then I overheard her roommate talking to her on the phone. She told me she was like, "I'm at Whole Foods, so you might beat me there." Yeah, and uh, and her roommate was like, "You just tell him no. Men don't need to be told no." And I and then she came in, and I was like. Were you talking to your roommate about me? No, no. She was like, no. And I chose to believe it in my stupidity. But you let yourself in with a key, right? Yeah, she, for Why some reason, gave me a, a I have no that idea. That makes no sense to me. I think that she used to, like, let people... Oh, because she's a cool Take cool advantage more than she does now. Oh, she used gotcha. to have, like, less walls up to dangerous energies. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, I once, like, bought her a book, like, in the middle of the day. Bought her a book. And then went in her place. She wasn't there. I knocked first. Oh, my. But when she wasn't there, I let myself in. And then I, like, went into her bedroom and, like, sat on her bed and waited for her. That was a different time? That was a different time. Oh, my God. the book. I didn't wait in the living room in case her, like, roommates came home. I didn't want to, like, freak them out that I was, like, in their shared space. So I thought it would be less Less creepy. Oh, God. To be in her bedroom. I'm stupid. You are so funny. I'm dumb. Wait, did you dress as cool then as you do now? No, no. What were you wearing? Looking all I like dorky. think I was like, yeah, I was just a fucking know. like oh, white nerd. I saw, I think I saw a photo of you from when you guys started dating. And it's such a, on Facebook, weirdly. I don't know why. Yeah, she switched my style up really fast. Oh! She was like, see these uh, brown polyester pants you got from Urban Outfitters? <laughs> I have sex with you. These are disgusting. You will never wear these in my presence. <laughs> She's like, let me introduce you to a place I like to call APC. APC! Yes! <laughs> I can't believe it. And then that changed uh, how I thought about fashion? Clo- about fashion. Fashion. And then I learned, you know, I learned the secret of Ralph Lauren. <laughs> and I have never looked back. Oh, my God. I can't believe <sighs> <laughs> this is too cute. I wear a lot of French stuff. I do. I think like I can't really get away with the Italian, and then the Italian stuff never goes on sale. Oh, God. It never goes on sale. Wait, so the two roommates are kind of hating you, right? They don't like you. They're like they're like they're a little bit toxic. They're a little shit talky. They're trying to sway Janix's opinion of you, or only one of them, or is that just well? The one of them was like on their own tip, and like. One and then them. the other, though, was, like, enmeshed with Janixa. And, and Janixa oh, used to have a lot of friends who wanted them to be, her to be, like, their mother. You said that. I remember. I was going to ask this maternal that. thing going on, yeah. which might be race-based. <laughs> what? Wait, from the... from the I don't the, know of, like, some sort of subconscious thing of these white girls, like, wanting uh, the black girl to take care of them, oh, to be God. in service of them. Is that, I don't know. Is that why I love her so much? No. I'm no, looking no. at you that. Hold on. Her. Hold on. Let me take a beat. Let me look at that in myself. But I, no, I mean. Let me take a beat. Okay. I'll let you take a beat. I'm sorry. That's not what I want. No. Her. I mean, That's I also not. think she's like somebody who is intensely her and 
is very together and very brilliant. Yeah, she's so funny. Beautiful. The shape of her you head, know, her that, lips, her style, the sound yeah, of her voice. That, you know, she's kind of like, so I, I'd see why uh, women and men alike like to, she's a fun, uh, yeah. like her to, you know, want to be seen uh, in her eyes, you know, want to be yeah. noticed by her. And you want a little be, of, she little has of, an extreme effect on people. Yeah, me that too. is like that. Like is like I want more of you. Me, I have the opposite effect. You have or the like, opposite effect. Less of you, but less but, of you. But you got you won her. You got more of her. Like you, you got what all of us want. I you, did. You want much a little to her to chagrin. No, I don't think so. You guys on Insta stories. <laughs> you guys look like you have so much fun. She's just always fucking with. You. It's a mix of like. You're both being funny or you're in the bathroom or she's either like attacking you in a cute way. You guys are laughing. You guys are walking Janet, the dog. We have fun in our stress. stress. It's the coziest thing. But I'm also really annoying. You are. But I feel like And I can be really lazy and I am very obsessive. Okay. And, uh... And I can, and I'm very emotional. What do you, okay, well, I guess I already asked you what you get obsessed about, but uh, we will go back to I get obsessed story. about health. Oh. And how people see me. Oh, I am so happy you're saying that. And Janixa doesn't suffer from that at all. That's not, her, that's not our business. She doesn't obsess about, she doesn't obsess about health. Okay, yeah. Um, she takes good care of herself. Um, but how people see her. And then how people see her. She doesn't obsess about it. She just thinks she sees how somebody sees her in a certain way and then just thinks that that's how they see her. And that's how she reacts to it. How? She's not doing this like obsessive wondering and worrying. Oh, God, I make myself suffer so intense. How does she talk you off the ledge? Or does she just go, get over it? Like, or does she, is she just irritated? I mean, at or? this point, it's like, go talk to your fucking shrink, asshole. Really? Well, because it's such a circular conversation. And yeah. like, a, you know, we've been together eight and a half years. Eight and a half years. So at this point, it's it's somewhat abusive towards her oh for me to God. rehash something that I've been rehashing. Yeah. It's just obsessiveness. Yeah. So her addressing it with me and trying to coddle me through that is not helping me and it's not helping her. It's I'm, like hurting both of us. So mm. she's been very good at like sort of like cutting that off. I might have so to that's st- how she helps me. I might have to stay away from her because she has too much of me in her life through you. Like she doesn't need another. I, I feel like I am so similar to the, the way I... I have to be on my best behavior if I were to really have a friendship with you. But well, you're not. I mean, no, I'm so. I mean, well, maybe I only obsess with my boyfriends. They have to hear, it, or my mom. They hear the worst, like the, oh my god, what does it all mean? Is everything going to be okay? Oh god, oh no, then this thing happened. Well, it's like right. that horrible. That's reserved for my mom and whoever I'm having sex with at the time. So maybe I wouldn't. Right, one right. One of my best girlfriends, but I would keep that from Janixa because she's she's got enough. Right. No, I try to. I've pushed a lot of people away with obsessive. Yeah. Uh, circular conversation. It's a, I mean, but I'm not, but you're charming. You are so, you're funny. uh, You're so funny. Yeah, but when I'm like that, I'm not charming. I'm not funny. But you're really, I'm like, I'm, yeah. I can't get away with something like somebody like you could get away with. Oh, that's the nice thing. Because I'm like a brute, you know, guy. Same with like getting angry. You know, it's like some people can get angry and people are like, oh, my God, that's just their act crazy. It's like, that's just them. Yeah. I feel like I do it and people are like, He's gonna get, murder him, me. get him out of here. Well, you do play a lot of characters that are like, this guy's going to murder me. And maybe he, did, he does. <laughs> you do murder and then you do murder. I won't, I won't, no spoiler alerts, but, you know, I've seen Janix's short film where. There's one where I murder. The well, first one, the first time we work together is where I murder. Yeah. But. Uh, I was like, surely he's not going to murder. I'm like, oh, my God, he's he's murdering. Yeah. Me. With all of those characters, they never they are never thinking about murdering anybody. Okay. They're really upset yeah. and hurt oh, and yeah. desperate. And desperate. But they're not 
they don't have bad intentions. It's all like from this like it's it's dealing from this place of desperation of like that they want love, they want success. Mike, no. They want to feel good in their lives yet they completely lack the tools in order to do that and that's how I often feel. So I'm all, I'm actually like really surprised some of the time. I'm not surprised. But if I'm caught off guard and I'm not really like thinking about and I'm only thinking about it from my perspective, I'm like shocked when people are like, oh, that that character is a creep or that character is a sociopath or that character is a horrible person. And I'm just like, wow, to me, they're not. Oh, I don't. To me, they're like they have these these qualities that are exaggerated because, you know, it's a piece of theater, whether it's, you know, on stage or film or, you know, TV. It's like, you know, it's all theatricalized. So. And exaggerated. I mean, we, yeah, no, when I'm none of thinking, us want to watch something that is just like you going to a fucking restaurant and ordering. Yeah, no, when I look at your character, escargot <laughs> orders that anymore, even though I don't maybe know. we should. It's disgusting. I mean, I haven't had it in a long time, but I tried it once just to say I tried it. Did you it. like but, it? Uh, I don't think so. You know what? I had it twice one time in Paris, one time at Stella, liked it better at Stella, never have to have it again. Yeah, really. Um, okay. into it. And I like snails. You do? Just the snails, like living? And girls. Yeah, you um, do. It's so funny. Oh, wait. But you, okay, so you're so you're very sensitive then, right? You're very yes. sensitive. Too sensitive. And too sensitive, but a blessing and a curse because it comes to the work and that's how you act. Like, you need to be this way. Oh, yeah. And I feel like, oh, and then, and then with, the, with, the, with the meditating thing, I've been thinking it's so important because I feel like, Oh my! I'm getting to that point. You're saying how you like now. You're getting to a, a point in your life where you're like, oh fuck, I have to do this. Where it's and I've been thinking of it as yeah, you have to carve out this safe space for yourself within yourself. I think yeah. Well, I think how meditation would serve us the best. Yeah. Oh, I that, love this. Is that it's not something to change how your mind works. I don't think that that is possible. Yeah. I think that like all of these thoughts that come into your brain, mm-hmm. that is your subconscious, which has been built since we were. We could remember things. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're the first moment of our lives is trauma. You know, oh, we are oh, yeah. out of the womb of our mother. You Wait, know, were you a cesarean or vaginal birth? Vaginal. Okay. I came out really fast, actually. Bare- Ooh, gross. <laughs> That's Very slippery. Oh! <laughs> oh, man. I can't, like oh, a limp dick. Okay. No. <laughs> think of you having sex, but I bet you're cool at it. Okay, sorry, because you're like making... Me lim- having sex? Yeah, you're like, you're like making limp dick references what? and like making it like you're like, oh, I'm like this desperate guy, but then like, I'm sure you're real cool too. Like, that's something I'm Like forgetting. sexually? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I guess you're, you're presenting in one way, but I'm like... I really <laughs> love sex. Okay, cool. That's great. You heard it here first, folks. Exclusive Lola Lexi with Brett Gelman, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the dude's like, like the best thing. Uh, but Wait. also very anxiety-inducing at times. What? Yeah, because you want to be good at it. Yes. This counts as cheating. You don't want to go too long. You don't want to go too short. <laughs> um, does it count as cheating? No. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Gen- I'm, I would never. None of this Genixa would care about. That's that the problem. I about. want her to care. No, but she trusts me. I know. I'm just kidding. And she's not like uptight. And um, just like, I mean, she got sexual. I was just talking about how wet she was and stuff like this and flirting with both of you the whole time. I'm, oh, I don't care. Yeah. I'm glad I you listened. Her. I trust her too. Of course I listened. I love that you listened. She says she wouldn't listen. 
Right. I might not listen to myself. Okay, wait. But I will listen to her. Well, Janix will listen to your you. other podcast. Will Janix listen to you? I think so. All yeah. right. Unless she's like having too much of me and then she needs a break. She's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't listen to him speak for two hours. Okay, yeah. wait a minute. So, wait. First memory is trauma. What? Oh, we're talking oh, about right. meditation. But, like, the thing I think meditation does well. Um, is that it helps you let things go. Yeah. And it helps you, as a thought comes into your mind, you let it go through. You let it pass through. Yeah. And that is without fixating on it. And I also, I think. So it's not like you're repressing it. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people misuse spirituality and trying to like change how their brain functions. And then what happens is is like these fucking yoga heads who are like, I don't accept any bad thing. It's like, well then go live on a fucking mountain. Yeah, I can't. Because there are people struggling here. Yeah. I mean, and I don't compare to the majority of the people who do struggle. Yeah. So like, fuck you. Totally. and, and, They're all glazed over and, and, and It's unfortunate, too, because of those types of people, it makes people not meditate, which is healthy or do for yoga. everyone. Or do yoga, you which do is yoga, very healthy for. I've done it a few times, but I want to do more of it because yeah. I want to not have tension and toxicity in my body. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I think... Meditation is very much a physical act. Oh, I also think that it like, yeah, it gets you, you can have those spells, but they'll pass faster. And it's like, it's like, so your, whatever, your synapses or your, your mind goes one place and then it's, you get better at like bringing your attention back to something else or just like, yeah. or, and then it just, you get more in control of yourself, like faster. Yeah. Like I do like kind of a psychoanalytical thing with my shrink with, over the phone, is that, but he's yeah. a psychoanalyst, so I wouldn't be facing him anyway. And I didn't want to like go through the whole childhood with another person unless I absolutely had to. And I like him. Oh, who's this? Oh, different. This is a different therapist. A shrink. My shrink. Over the phone. Over the phone. One in LA too. He's in New York. No, he's in New York. Yeah. Um, but you do cognitive behavioral therapy on yourself. You must. I, I, you know, I, I've, I heard you talk about this with Janixa and I'm, I, well, I started seeing a therapist from a very young age. Like when I was in the fourth grade. Why? What are your parents like? Well, my parents were, I mean, my no, my parents were overall great parents. You know, they have their flaws; they're human beings. But uh, there was no overt abuse <laughs> ever. I mean, my dad Lucky. could be physically abusive, and my mother's neurosis is, in a way, you know, traumatizing, I guess, to a kid. But like, you know, what are they supposed to do? They're like human beings; they yeah. can't be like gods. Yeah. You know, they never. They always supported me. They never. You know. But you're seeing one at fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I thought, um, yeah, like, well, there were like a couple kids that like, there was like that early messing around. Oh, the that sex you did. stuff? Yeah. Oh, like yeah, those me little too. Kids, and I heard you talking about this. Oh my God. Preschool. And so this was like with like a, like this one boy yeah. who I was like best friends with when I was in. John? Pre- John Daly? <laughs> John Daly. Oh my God. We knew God. each other since little. I would suck his dick. <laughs> cool. Wait, but okay. You don't. <laughs> no, but like, uh, yeah. And so that happened and I, re- I just like didn't think of anything of it. At the time, wait. What happened? Because you then, just you just went from making a sucking John's dick joke to, oh no, and that then there that was happened. This kid who I like, yeah, had like, he was like, hey, you want to have like sex and like you played sex, but it was also, yeah, I don't know how he knew these things. I mean, and That's he exactly. very much directed me, yes, in all of that. Yes, me too. I don't know where he picked this shit. That up is what at, I'm saying. In second grade, with my little friend in preschool, right? Yeah. So, so then, like two years later. You start 
you start hearing that like homophobia starts entering. Oh, really? The schoolyard. Okay. You start hearing the F people get called the F word all the time. Oh. You know? Yeah. You're called the F word. Yeah. It's seen as weakness. Oh, fuck. You know, uh, with these, these fucking boys. And so then the memory of that came back. And it made me feel, I thought I was wrong. And shameful and stuff. Yeah. 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 And so it made me have like a nervous breakdown. And then really? I told my mom and then my mom was like, that's normal. Oh, like a little Brett Gelman yeah, fourth my grade mom, Brett My Gelman. mom saved, saved me. But oh then I couldn't like shake it. Yeah. And my, and my parents had uh, gay or, or queer friends, yeah. you know, for whoever, how, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's different in the, in the homosexual community. What? They like to be called, but yeah, I want to give props to both of them. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what am I saying? I'm totally heterosexual. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> no, but so it wasn't like I grew up, wasn't made to think that that was wrong in any way. But yeah, no, I mean, but the schoolyard, yeah, yeah. The, that was seen as weak or, you know, wrong. And, and so I, and then through that, I think a, I, I, it was revealed that I had major obsessive compulsive disorder. Oh, so yeah. I started seeing a cognitive behavioral therapist. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's totally how I have to like, I'm doing that every day, yeah. every day. It's, I'm, I'm and then I went to art school and then I was like, maybe I should be gay. And then you know, what happened? This guy's hot. I yeah. haven't fucked in like six months yeah. because I'm such a desperate weirdo. You know, it wasn't until I graduated college that I was like, oh, you should like pursue women that you find attractive and not just like wait for some sort of magic to happen. Like you can just like ask a woman out on a date. And that's how they know that you're into them. Oh, wait. And then if they go out on the date with you, then you take it from there and it's way less awkward. But like all the women who I like was into, I I always just like was waiting for some sort of magic to happen. What do you mean? And it wasn't, I I just was scared to pursue. I think I was so scared of rejection. You wanted them to pursue you? Yeah, that you're like in some sort of moment and they reveal they like you. So consequentially, like a lot of the women that I dated were just women who liked me, who I didn't really like. And then I wound up not being like incredibly that nice to them. That's how I would, you know, I would, I would just wait for, I would be so grateful. Somebody would put their attention on me and I would just go, well, I have to go. I've got to do this. Yeah. And then I went, no, what if I only date the people like somebody I really like, but I still want to pursue. Well, this wasn't even like that. I was like physically, like some of these women, and I'm not saying they were unattractive, but I was not attracted to them. Yeah. You know, physically. You, yeah. Uh, and so. That matters. I mean, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you got to want to. Exclusive. You got to want to fuck who you're with. You got to want When that stops, uh, it's done. It's done, right? Not that you don't have peaks and valleys. You got to go with the valleys in the long term, you know? Yeah. And then and sex changes in a long-term relationship because then it becomes about an expression of intimacy less than an expression of escape. Lust. Oh, lust. And is, lust. Oh, I think lust is an escape in a lot of ways. Oh, it's shit. Like not, and it's a very good, necessary escape. Yeah. But you're, it's not like a lot of like... You're not looking at the whole person Mm-mm. in that moment because you don't know them. You don't know. So when them. you fully know the person like, that you're having sex with, it's not like you can't you can't hide. And so that notion, I think, you know, makes it uh, creates the valley sometimes. Yeah. But then when you're an of healthy mind and sound mind, then you're like, oh no, but this is even hotter that I'm having sex with this person that I have 
every single connection with. Yeah. We're scared to connect as people. I think so. And so if we don't watch it and we're not conscious of it, that connection can wane. Yeah. Because we're like living life on automatic. We easily live life on automatic because we lack discipline, essentially. We lack discipline. <laughs> we got Or that we're dealing it. with shit that is like really stressing us out and we don't actually understand why it is or what part of it it's affecting or you know a lot of the time what is exactly stressing us out. Yeah. And I know it's like alcohol too. I know I've had phases with sex where I'm like it's just a loneliness eliminator or it's like to just have sex is just, yeah, it's just like alcohol. It's just an escape. It's completely just like an animalistic physical activity where That's you don't, fantastic. Have, where you don't have to like look at your own world. You can just check out and do the, and then, then you're like, I'm going to get out of here because I, I don't want to talk you, to this person. I think you, uh, you know, somewhat need to look at your own world, even in lustful situations, you know, so that you're like considering the other person. Yeah, you could hurt the other person's feelings. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. And you want to like be with that person, but there's only so much that you can be with them because you don't know them and they don't know you. And men have so, feelings too, right? Men have feelings too sometimes, but I mean, no, I mean, it's just like the subconscious is a very powerful thing and I think it can make lots of people act in unhealthy ways. So yeah, I think that is the sexual act is not unhealthy, but the mindset sometimes of why you're doing that is what Yeah. It's just like, how the hell did we get here? I don't know. But keep going. Finish that thought. Anyway. So, yeah, I saw a cognitive behavioral therapist uh, with that, and then he realized that I I had, like, a lot of physical rituals. Oh, you did? Like, what? Yeah. Like... Oh, I had to, like, my... Like, what was on my desk? Like, there were symbols of things, like, on my desk that I had to, like, arrange that needed to go from, like, left to right. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, throughout my childhood... I didn't look at homosexuality as bad, but then I also had this weird fear that I was gay that I would, I think was wrapped up in just how people saw me and that I was willing to completely abandon who I was or any sense of goodness if it meant that like a couple people would like me. Oh, fuck. So, oh wow. I had no like integrity at all. But you have it now. Um, I try to. Yeah. I try. I mean, I definitely, in regards to that, I do. Yeah. If you're homophobic, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. But um, yeah, I have no patience for bigotry. Unless, but I, I do for uh, subconscious bigotry as long as the person who engages in that in the moment is willing to notice that they did so. Yeah. And uh, Are you looking make at me? reparations for that. I didn't do anything. I'm talking to you. Okay, true, true, true. Yes. Yeah, what's wrong um, with me? Um, that's the whole thing, too, right now is like. Just apologize. Yeah. If you fucking say something racist or homophobic or misogynist or transphobic, yeah. just apologize and learn from it. Don't yeah. go into this whole defense of why you're not doing that because you are. Otherwise, it wouldn't be upsetting yeah. the group of people that you're doing it towards. Yeah. Also, maybe you hate this question and just tell me to fuck off, but be gentle. Don't say that. But uh, say whatever you want. But what happened at Adult Swim? What was that? There was oh. some brouhaha. Like, I don't know all the details, but... That where something serious happened there where you either you parted ways or something the I I mean I just decided to, to stop working with them. Okay. Good. And then I tweeted that and then off of that it uh it created sort of a you know a fervor. What well, what was it? That, do you not want to get into it? You don't have to. Oh, just that the head of um that the head of that company, um, that the head of Adult Swim kind of doubled down on his reasoning for not having one single female showrunner at the network. Yeah. And I found that out 
like through reading the articles that I reposted. And then I also found out that they had greenlit this, you know, uh, this show that I thought was fucked up. And it was also like, you know, the following that the people who had created the show I thought was fucked up. And, and so I chose, uh, not to work with the network anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it's not really, you know, people are like, you were so brave. I'm like, I just chose not to work with them. I didn't like hold anything over their heads. Yeah. I'm still not working with them. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to engage in it with a network that is that irresponsible and mindless, Yeah, you know, uh, you. into, and, and that's not to say that, you know, all institutions have these problems, but yeah. it was just so egregious that I just... I didn't want to work in that environment anymore. Where were you working? You're- I didn't force anybody's hand on anything, but you- I'm glad that, you know, uh, but I, yeah, I'm glad that my action got the reaction that it did. Yeah. Wait, you were working with them on Eagle, Eagle Heart? I had, no, no. I had uh, like an, I wasn't working with them with any, on anything at the time. I had like an open door policy gotcha. to keep doing uh, these specials yeah. with them. And I mean, look. And all of this being said, I mean, the network was incredibly supportive of me yeah. and I was very grateful for that. And, uh, they did allow me to do things on that network that no other place would let me do. And they all, you know, and they treated me very well. I just was like, this is fucked up. Would you ever go back with a female showrunner and all these women involved and in, uh, just go, we're doing this show. I don't, know. I don't, know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I. Uh, I hope their practices have improved and I wish, I wish them, I I wish anybody who learns from their mistakes the best. I don't like, you know, we got to finish the love story though. And I have a lot of friends who work there and who continue to work there after all of this was brought up that I do not judge for doing that. You know, people got to pay their bills and yeah, I mean, it was very personal. It was just a very personal thing that like I blurted out on Twitter. I, I was not. You know, I, I, I'm always, I was always political on there. Yeah. So, and this is the thing that everybody caught on to. Yeah. I would have much rather, uh, the press caught on to, um, speaking out against, uh, police brutality. Oh God. Oh, well. well. I would have much rather, uh, there'd been more coverage on the murder of Philando Castile um, than on me but they picked up leaving your adult. Uh, yeah. I, oh God. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. It's so weird how that happens, but you know, and it's very, I'm, and I'm not media savvy at all. Um, going back real quick, just going back to you, you're so sensitive and yes. you're so, you feel your feelings deeply. It's disgusting. It's not disgusting. It's actually a beautiful thing that makes you super lovable and relatable and all these things. Oh my God. But so, but then you're a stand up comedian and an actor. The job itself is like, oh my God, how do you do it? How do you walk into these rooms? Do you even not, do you audition anymore? Yes. Because you work so much. I was like looking, I was like, I, I texted Janix earlier today. I was like, any questions, suggestions for Brett? And she was like, you got this. I have no suggestions. <laughs> and then, and then I, and then I like was looking at your Wikipedia and I was just like, oh my God, Fleabag, Eagleheart, Twin Peaks, Married, Another Period, Bored to Death, Curb Your Enthusiasm, The League, Aqua Teen, Blunt, like Mad Men, fucking hell. You're like, and more, 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 more. Like you work so much. So you must like, when you audition, I mean, I cannot. I mean, I crumble. I hate it. I want to die. Right. I can't. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I hope they see something in me because I can't memorize these lines. And uh, and I'm terrified. I have to take beta blockers. So tell me, I mean, then in, in, how do you do this? Like, what the fuck? It makes. Well, I think it's like anything like, I mean, when it's good, it's, 
I mean, I don't like auditioning. I long for the day when I don't have to audition anymore, but I, you know. never have to audition for me. Ever. Likewise. (laughs) No, I, you know, I just, uh, yeah, I don't like doing it. But I do like seeing, you know, I'm friends with certain casting directors, you know, who I really love seeing. And so it's an opportunity to see them and, you know, wow them with a couple pages, hopefully. Uh, Like, you know, people like, you know, Jeannie McCarthy and, uh. And Allison Jones and oh, Johanna Ray. I mean, these are all, uh, you know, Carmen Cuba. These are all like genius casting directors who yeah. casting directors do not get enough credit for. That's true. Um, it is an art and it should be awarded just like everything else. But um, and and if you have a bad casting director, you see the difference. You do. Oh, yeah. Who was your casting director for Lemon? Emily Schweber, who's amazing. Um, and, uh, and so like, how do you, uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta, I like, the thing is, is like the hardest thing for me is that like, okay, I'm going into audition. The likelihood of me getting this role is small because just the odds. Seems like you get all of them, but okay. Um, so I have to overcome that or it's not small. It's just, there's a chance I won't get this role. Yeah. So it's like, is this a waste of my fucking time? I got like a lot to do because I'm also a right. I write roles for myself. Yeah. I have friends who are, you know, luckily who write roles for me too. Yeah. So I'm just like, am I, you know, oh, but like you, you can't have that mind if you're going to act, you have to love the material. You have to be a hundred percent committed to the character that you're playing. Even if it's just like in a room with a reader and a, you know, a small camcorder. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's to really like get into that. And it's like with everything, it's always just about like focusing on the piece at hand, the character at hand and, uh, committing to that and then using what you're feeling. And Janixa was a big teacher of that to me too. And, and so that just sort of set in that all of the things that you're feeling, they're probably pretty connected to what the character is going through. Oh, really? Usually I, I find that it's a weird thing that happens that, um, that like the off camera is in a strange way and your life Mm -hmm. is strange in a strange way, mirroring what your character is going through. But I also get cast as characters who have emotions that are, and, and thoughts that are, uh, I have somewhat of, or, or thoughts and emotions that I can substitute my own for that, like sort of in an indirect way reflect me. Yeah. And so, So there is no like thing in me that can't, that should, you know, that, and even if it is off, like you got to use it or else it's just going to overcome what you're doing. Or you'll be at odds with yourself So that's my short non-master class. Well, well, do you get scared or nervous? Because even like, okay, you do and you just use it. You just go, you accept it and you're just like, you go in. Yeah, I go, oh my God. Okay, here we go. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you want to be prepared. You want to know your lines, Are you and you want to off book. Are you always prepared? Um, not always. Yeah, but uh, usually I like to. And now, yes, now yes. How? Unless I don't give. Unless it's like I mean, certain things like you get hired like in a in a moment's notice, yeah. and you're looking at the pages like in rehearsal, in camera rehearsal. But I'm a good memorizer. You are. I am. Jesus. So. You take vitamins. I do take vitamins. Memorizing vitamins, no. like brain vitamins. No, I think it's just from years of memorizing. Oh, 
uh, <laughs> of doing plays. That makes it, oh. So, uh, yeah, so I just, uh, yeah, just making sure you're prepared and then you have a take on this person that you're playing. I think that will override the nervousness, make you able to use what's inside of you then. How much or how often do you read lines with Janixa? Or did that end very early on into you guys dating because you would end in fights maybe? Because I know that if I've ever had to read lines with a boyfriend, it's it's over. It's for- Oh, um, when she wants to, she likes helping me. She does? Yeah, with yeah. auditions and things like that. She wants me to get them. Uh, so I, it never annoys her oh, unless okay. I start to get like defensive, which I don't really anymore mm-hmm. because um, she's right, usually. Oh, I mean, with, what a great uh, husband. I mean, we rehearsed a lot together for Lemon. Yeah. Um, I had, she was just as much. I mean, she was, yeah. I mean, also my my acting coach in a lot of ways. Angela Gibbs also. Who's Angela uh, Gibbs? She's an acting acting coach, and she also helped me a lot with the role. But Janixa, just as much so, like, delved into rehearsal with just me. And, like, my physicality in the movie is very much... Like um, started by her. I saw the even though I co-wrote this film with her, I saw like my playing of this character way closer to me physically than she saw it. Yeah, and that and and there were and she would also get like all this like using what's inside of you too. That happened from working with her on things too. Yeah, like on her shorts and her because I would like there was this one short we did where I kept kept cutting myself because I kept like getting one word wrong and she's like stop doing that Which don't one? ever cut yours on Pauline alone okay I don't mean like cutting with a knife I mean I got it and she was like she was like don't do that because you have no idea what I'm seeing and uh and I was like oh right and so since then I never did that and I always made sure that I was ultra prepared yeah um and uh especially when I'm working with people like her yeah. Who are ultra prepared and have an ultra, you know, and you want to, but you always want to be ultra prepared. You always like, that's your work. That's your job is to be prepared. It's not to just like drag your ass in and like do it, you know, but th- there's also the possibility of being over prepared in some situations yeah. where you, you should just be coming in and like fucking around and that's going to serve the tone of the piece that you're doing the most. Were you but, nervous when you performed for her when you first went on, like when you invited her to go, were you like, I'm going to show off for her and be really funny and hope she doesn't fall asleep? I think fall- so. I mean. You weren't nervous? You're my so- whole like relationship with like. Performing? With stand up. It's very performance art based. Yeah. I really don't uh, look for laughs. Yeah. And I think, but I also, I don't know if that's a good thing. I think that, like, maybe sometimes that's a defense mechanism of, oh, like... like, I don't care if I get laughs or not. If, like, man, it's, like, as long as it's, like, it's you know... Yeah. But I also, though, think that that's just the way I think about things and the way that things should be. And that, like, you should be keeping an audience on their toes to give them an exciting experience and to sort of, like, knock them off kilter so that they can look at themselves and, like, connect, truly connect yeah. with you. As an audience member. Get hooked in and be like, where's this going? What's happening here? Yeah, yeah. And like really like be like, oh my, you know, like them feel something that they can't intellectually put their finger on. That's what this podcast is. It's just a piece of art. They're like, what? Where's this conversation That's going? That's what it all is. What about, we like it or not. Even what ab- when, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And everything's ruined. <laughs> it was such a beautiful piece of art. 
Look, it's all we're all at a listerine. Oh, there we go. We just got to touch those knobs. Oh, you're back in your ears now. Yeah. Oh God, see, it's on a fucking tangential journey over here. But okay, you're in the car with John Daly, not jerking each other off. All right, uh-huh. he drops you off. You have a key for whatever reason because Janixa was, uh, you know, had less walls up with our friends. You know, whatever. Yeah. You're in the bedroom. The roommate is saying, uh, you know, you just got to tell him no. You got. The assistant kind of against you, potentially the two roommates anti you for whatever reasons to different degrees, right? Yeah. How does it go from that stage of 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 dating to proposing? Like, how did that? Like, how? Like, when did like something had to shift? And I also want to know how you proposed. None of my business. You don't have to tell me, but it would be neat to know. Okay. Um. Well, it it took a few months, and I think that I auditioned for. The Daily Show, and my initial audition, I thought I blew it. Um, and so I came back to her place like really depressed. And then she really connected to me and was like, "She's like, she was like turned on." And I was like, "What's going on?" And she's like, "It's not that I get off on you being sad, but it's good that you know I'm seeing. I feel like I'm really seeing you, and that you're not auditioning for me." Yeah. And then we also went on this like trip for. Her birthday, which was the first birthday that uh, we had been together, and we went to Mexico with, like, a group of her friends, and I was, like, very desperate the whole time, and, like, you know, she did that whole, like, look, I'm going to want to hang out with my friends, so, like, I might need space at times, which sends my anxiety to the fucking moon. Yeah. Like, but she had to say it. There's no way around it, because, like, I would see that that was what she was doing if she just started doing that and didn't tell me about that, so. Yeah. It was not a good time for me, that Mexico trip. Oh, man. <laughs> and so I think I was, like, really desperate. I might have, like, started, like, fights with her a couple times because I felt like I was being ignored or whatever and that it was, like, being overthought this space. Yeah. Probably not. So then, uh, yeah, and then when we got back, this one person was like, you should leave him. You should break up with him. Oh He's, God. like, not good enough for you. Ew. And then so she supposedly in that moment realized that she was actually in love with me. Oh, And good. that was, like, a few months in. Yeah. So it took her a few months because and she tells it like, oh, I didn't know if I was okay with you. I just, but I did want to be friends with you. And I knew that if I broke up with you, you wouldn't be friends with me anymore. Oh, that's a really good point. And then, uh, yeah. oh no. And then how we proposed. Oh yeah. Well, my know? whole idea was to go on this like big, like beautiful hike in Malibu and then do it there. But then. Oh God. <laughs> I had also booked a room at the chateau oh, wow. with like rose petals in in hotel room chef the chef from uh, the sous chef from Bar Marmont what uh, and then a violinist well, who told I mean, I you called to do chateau this? I was like what can I get they're like what do you want oh my god I was god. like I want this and this and this and this I and this Fred Galvin. So, oh my god, um, yeah, we had like a you know, one of the waiters from the hotel, like Chateau hooked it up. Wow, so I was just like, <gasps> we were like running a little late, and I was like, I don't think we're gonna have time to go on the Malibu hike. And this is her birthday, yeah. Oh, wow, this was like, and and she was like, Well, why not? I'm like, We just don't have time for the dinner reservation at Chateau, and she's like, Well, I'd rather do the hike. Oh, no, <laughs> so just cancel it. And I was like, I can't. I can't cancel the reservation. I'm not going to. So we, like, got in a fight. She was oh like, fine. <laughs> we went in this, like, 
you know, this hike, uh, I think it was Mulholland. Yeah. And a hike that we had never been to before. It was nice. It was not like this like glorious hike, the ideal hike that you would want one you propose. And we had also been together for six years oh, at that point. Six years. And I also didn't know if she was going to say yes to me because Oh my God. It was iffy of whether she even believed in the formal construct of marriage. You know? I knew that she would most likely stay with me for and like be married to me, but I didn't know if she would want to legally be married. So um and then Janet, our dog, was with us. And so we went up, and I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, isn't this nice? Isn't this good? And I'm like, I want to take your picture. And then I took the ring out of the bag, and I got on one knee and proposed. I shot video of it. We can't find the video, which oh, sucks. God damn it. And then she said yes, and then was also alternate, alternately, like, mad that I had proposed while we were in these, like, crusty hiking clothes. <laughs> and then it was not a more what? elegant situation. Uh, but she wasn't actually pissed at me. She just gave me shit for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was, like, really nice. And I think, you know, with these moments, there's like a hugeness to it, but then it also like the hugeness is so intimidating that the hugeness leaves the moment and that you, you can't put too much on emphasis on, on a single moment in life. You know, it's about the everyday and how you're doing that. But yeah. And then we went back to the chateau and she knew like that something was going on there that we might have a room, but she didn't know the extent, you know, oh to which I, I went with it. And oh that was really awesome. So you had an outfit change because you guys were going to the Chateau. Yeah, we had a definite outfit change, like, right when we got there. <gasps> it was immediate. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then you guys just, you work together? We work together, yeah. You work together, you live together, you're married, you're best friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it hard? Is it easy? Is it ever? I mean, like, I mean, relationships are not hard. easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think us working together makes it harder. That's so great. Um, this is the dream. This is the and dream. and we and it's also like I I just trust her vision. Yeah. So I I normally don't. You know, I sort of am there to like facilitate her vision. She's the director. I'm the actor. Um, and. You know, in the case of like me being the lead in yeah. something like Lemon, how was that? Yeah. Um, oh, it was amazing. Um, you know, I'm getting to play the lead. Yeah. So, uh, in a, and I'm not going to be able to. You know, I just well, she would never allow that. She, what? No, she would never allow anybody to fuck with her vision. And if she thinks that something is the way that it should be, that's the way it should be. Yeah. And uh, and she's right. So I just I know that she's going to be right. Um, and so. I get to act in that world and, um, and there's definitely, we share sensibilities, you know, we have similar sensibilities. We like things that are off and that are bordering on the absurd, you know, and, uh, and yeah, we think dark is funny. So there's, we're channeling each other when we work together too. So it's, uh, but she's the boss. 
in that way. It's her. I never doubted it. Her final say. Yeah. You know, because it has to be that way. I mean, the director needs to be the the boss. And then she's also coming to it in such a prepared way beyond anything that I'm sitting down at the computer with. She is just like, and I have no say in... What? Cinematography, production, any of those. Oh, those. really? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, wow. I'm not the director. I love this. So I just Co-writer. go. Co-writer. Co-writer star. I, I only had a say in the script and then. What about other actors or hiring other actors or. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, like, we're pretty like on. I, I agree with everything that she says. We're it's not, just right. Were so. a lot of those people your friends or did you make any new friends? Through the casting of that, or did you know? Yeah, no, I mean, Nia and Shiri, I I did not know before, and I would definitely call them friends now. Yeah, oh my god, I love Shiri. uh, But like Michael, Gillian, Martin, uh, Fred, um, uh, who else? John Daly, of course, Jeff Garland. Yeah, those were all friends. Yeah, that I that I knew, and then oh yeah, and then I made friends with David Paymer too. the psychologist in the oh, movie, God. who's amazing. Yeah, and uh, oh my and, God, that was so loud! So, Your beard scratched. Oh my God, I could hear that the, was really loud. Like, like, oh my God, that's so disgusting. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the essence of this podcast. The essence of the I'm um, of my this thigh. episode. No, but I, uh, yeah. So it was cool, but yeah, a lot of friends did did us favors and. Not only with doing the movie, but being so incredible in yeah. the movie. But I think a lot of them were really excited to work with her. Yeah. Because the they were fans of her. Yeah, and the material. The material was great. And we you weren't said, offering up the same old thing. The same old thing. Um, oh, I met the editor the other day. Oh, and Joy, Joy. McMillan. Yeah. yeah. My God. To me, that's she's like a rock star. I'm yeah, like, she's, oh pretty, she's pretty rad. Um, oh, man. But yeah, I wasn't really in a, the edit either. You weren't? No. That's hilarious. <laughs> Too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, makes, her and the department sense. head, and then that's it. Oh, you that don't need sense. somebody else. And then it's her vision. Yeah. It's her. It's a Janixa Bravo film. It is not a Janixa Bravo and Breck Gelman film. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So that's the way it should be. Well, so what's next with all that? It's coming out. We have very various projects in the works well, that are not official yet. Well, tell so. me about Lemon, though. What's next with Lemon? Oh, it Lemon. Com- it comes it out. It comes out I know I'm uh, talking all tomorrow. About tomorrow. Wait, so t- and, tomorrow in podcast world, whenever this comes out, which will be next, when, it comes out August, what's the date? 18th. 18th. August 18th. On where? demand. On demand. And in Los Angeles and uh, San Francisco in theaters. Yeah. Maybe in San Diego. It makes sense that it was the same Weekend and then the following weekend, uh, August twenty fifth, it premieres in New York. Okay, so on demand. What does that include? iTunes, Amazon, Amazon. Yeah. Um, and you guys are writing more things together. We're writing more things together. We're writing things separately with yeah. other people. You know. Um, um, and uh, are you guys morphing into each other ever? Do you feel like like with your sense of humor, the way you talk, or sometimes you like when you finish? I'm just talking about Insta story. Sometimes when you finish each other's sentences or your cadence and you're um, like. Your facial expression. I think we've definitely like influenced each other, yeah, yeah. without a doubt. Um, but I mean, it, she is very unmistakably her, and I'm unmistakably me. We know that. I yeah, wish for sure. I was more like her. Oh God, uh, me too. She does not wish she was more. Oh, like me. Oh, <laughs> oh, and then there, like, some of the really funny, even like you know, everything. Okay, in Lemon, when you're you're, uh, wait, did you play makeup artist, right? Uh huh. And you're hitting on her. Oh, you mean? 
in the movie. Oh, you mean in Nia love, playing the wardrobe? Nia's wardrobe, artist. wardrobe. Yeah, okay, the costume designer. Yeah. So, and you're saying these like unnecessary, making just like references to her being black for no reason, or just trying to like illustrate what you know. Yeah. Or, is this like something that came up with you and Janixa? Or is this something well, dumb you used to do? I'm sorry, not dumb. I mean, I like, will fuck up all the time. But I it, still like. I mean, I, it, yeah, I've been with a black woman for almost nine years, and I still will say something that is not okay. okay. You know, yeah. that I have to be schooled on. And because I'm, I was just wondering if that was based on you or just you know people in general. Because like you know that happens all the time. But I was wondering if that's something happened between like you and Janixa when you were wooing her. If you like said these things to be like, because since you met on a set, I was like. Huh, what is this taken from? I mean, I'm sure I said some awkward stuff. I don't I don't think I said anything of the equivalent of my sister has a son, he's black. Yeah. Oh, but I, uh, oh, I met Blake. Oh, yeah, is he so cute? Oh my god. At first I saw him at the cool dude. I saw him at the Next Fest like little whatever outdoor area. And I just looked at him and I started talking to him just because he was the cutest kid in the world. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm in Lemon. And I was like, oh, my God, you're in Lemon. This yeah. is crazy. He's the cutest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's so cute. No, uh, yeah, no, I mean, Isaac is just as much Janixa as he is me. Yeah. Like, he's an extent, you know, her her lead characters and her pieces are an extension of her own feelings of isolation. And, yeah. Um, and, and anxiety. But, uh. But I think all the characters are extensions of us. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been things that I've said to her that were incredibly awkward. Yeah? And to many people. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like a real Jew. Oh, God! <laughs> I'm half Jewish. You are? I wish I was 100%. Do you? I, well, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I identify, like, culturally Jewish. With, yeah. It's like, expect, you know, expecting the worst, assuming if something bad could happen, it probably will. Obsessing yeah. about hell stuff. Yeah, uh, it's very Jewish. Just, yeah, just like being neurotic. Or, do you go to the doctor a lot? I do, and I love it. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I'm covering my ass. I'd rather catch something sooner than later. Right. I mean, not catch something. But How just often? Like, so, like, you have feel something, you go. I go. Yeah. I'm I'm a little nervous that I'm, like, working towards a heart attack right now. No, no, no. Why? Because you said something <laughs> during the podcast? Oh, my God. God forbid. No. Now I'm, like, scared that because I said this and it was recorded. Oh, I'll send it to like, you first if you want to listen, even though that's really detrimental. That's the worst. You shouldn't. <laughs> then you just be like, let's just throw the whole thing No, away. no. I just, uh, You're I think I have, hand. like, a pinch nerve in my shoulder. Aristotle. Is like. Give him a rub. Give him a rub. Do something. <laughs> oh, my God. And he didn't even, Brett doesn't even say no. He just, like, the way that face just looked at him I like. I have no, I mean, I'm not like an uptight guy. Uh, um, I'll, I'll let people give me rub downs. Oh, man. No, but I would know, right? It's like, I mean, the arm, left arm is a little, like, numb. I'm not having, like, a heart attack, right? I don't think you are. No, I, I, wait, would, I he, did the elliptical for, like, You did today? yesterday. You work yesterday? You work out? I do. You walk a lot. Also, I've seen you on your phone making deals, talking when I'm... I, and that's the thing. I want to, like, have... What? I have more of a body where you, like, know that I work out. Oh, my God. Somebody's coming in here. We're podcasting. This is Brett Gelman. He's famous. Oh, my God. That guy. <laughs> Do you know him? No. What the... What does he think? Just in his own fucking so- world. <laughs> Stupid idiot. We're going to... We'll get you out of here. You have to be... You have to be out very soon. But oh. I want to make sure I talk to... I mean, it's because you're, you got a life to live. I do work out sometimes, but I definitely want to get, like... The body more in shape. Not that I don't think my body is I had, like my body. <laughs> you know, it's a man's body. Do you have an eight pack? Do you have hair in your chest? I oh, you don't. do, don't you? I don't. Show really. us your boobs. Show us your. You have no. Oh my god. Oh my god. You guys, everybody. Ah! 
<laughs> so annoying. I'm just so annoying. Wow. But I do like working out. I do. It relieves stress. Did you? Uh, it does. Wait, Twin Peaks. Is there an exclusive here I've got to tap into? What do you do in Twin Peaks? Have I not seen it? Um, I didn't see the first. I only saw the first episode. Oh, yeah. Well, I start off in episode four. Okay. I play a casino manager. Okay. You should check it out. Maybe I will. <laughs> um, Maybe. It was a dream come true. Yeah. Definitely a hero of mine. You know? Who? Just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> oh, God. Whatever. What's his name? What's his... Uh, oh, have you read his book? We're talking about David Lynch. I don't want anybody to think I don't about, know who we're talking like, about. The f- Catching swimming? the fish? Catching I, the big I've fish? I've read a little bit of it, yeah. If you get it on tape, when's your birthday? October 6th. You're a Scorpio? I'm a Libra. Wait, oh, even better. Libras oh. are the best. Wait, what's Shinnickson? Aquarius? She's a Pisces, I think. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just yeah. epically failing at all the guesses. I mean, I don't even, I don't pay attention to that sort of Me thing. Neither. I should. Yeah. Sometimes I read my astrology, though. And then what happens? Sometimes it really makes me have an anxiety attack. I don't like, like, this is going to happen. I, I don't. Yeah. But I think Susan Miller does a good job of, like, being responsible and accurate with it. Lately, I've been feeling a little bit, not betrayed by her, but just not, uh, like, I don't know. Well, how come? I just feel like the like the forecasts aren't so great. I just feel like they're a little bit lacking. or she, It's like a free-for-all. It's like, this could happen, but then totally this could happen. Have a great day. And, and I'm Well, like, it's hard to know, like, what's definitely, you know, it's hard to commit to a definite, especially in uh, today's days, climate. Yeah, in today's climate, it's, we're talking about astrology. <laughs> astrology in today's climate. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, who would have thought that we would have that... <laughs> that like the president of the United States would hesitate in denouncing neo-Nazis. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Oh God. But I guess it's like, of course it shouldn't be a shock. It's a shock. It's still a shock. Not really though. Yeah. I want to be shocked. He based his whole presidency on white supremacy. So yeah. Oh my God. It's the most political my podcast has ever gotten, <laughs> which is a sh- that's actually not true. But I usually talk about feelings and, uh, right. Well, it gives me a lot of anxiety and anger. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I also don't think that like, I think this whole, uh, yeah, it's, it's a balance because you don't want to normalize anything, but at the same time, you don't want to like panic about the distractions either, you know, and like panic about the distractions. You don't want to like, I mean, he's producing a television show. He is. I mean, he is right. That's what this whole thing is. Oh, this is a brilliant television producer and he doesn't mind being the villain in his own show as long as he's the star so oh man it's wild i completely agree yeah i'm just thinking how do we get back to susan miller how do we get back to susan so maybe susan miller's feeling a little anxious she's a bit shook she's like i don't know i just don't know anymore but i've been reading mystic mama mystic mama which is better it's a little it bit is. more. You're gonna feel it if you read it. It'll tell you how, how how maybe you've been feeling in August, and you'll go, "Fuck, I can't believe this." Really? Because I think that there's a shift happening. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe there's always a shift happening, but I don't know. I feel like mystic I, mama. Oh, I've been feeling like a raw nerve walking the earth lately. I've been feeling ultra sensitive and just very like like more so than ever. Uh huh. Where I just I think go, a lot of people have yeah. probably. Well, yeah, exactly. There you go. And it's but, just me. I mean, a lot of people always have though. It's just me. No. Um. Oh um, God. No, no, no. Why have you been feeling like a raw nerve? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I mean, I guess like with some of the things that you've said are going on that can be frustrating, right? I don't know what's going on. I think I'm trying to make a movie and all the... How is that going? Uh, You looking for the money? 
yeah, we're going out for financing now and I've got some cast people that are excited. Yeah. To that's it. cool. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Awesome. Boring. This is about you. This is about Me. you and Lemon. I'm boring. Um, okay. We talked a little bit. We got hev- heavily political. Uh-huh. That's for sure. No, I'm just yeah. not at all. Not enough. But uh, this is uh, it's about feelings and love and yeah. I gotta be. Oh God, we got fifteen more. Can I have you fifteen minutes tops? Of course, you can keep me here. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, this is where I went went awry. You haven't read Catching. Oh, we asked you. Okay, your birthday. Sorry, I'm all flabbergasted. Right. Okay, you're a Libra. Genesis yeah. is a Pisces. Yeah. Whatever that means. Right. But um, I and we're talking about what whatever. Anyway, I list. Oh, so for your birthday, that was my fucking point. That I was like, I would get you this book on tape. You should listen to David Lynch talking to reading his book because I would it's, like that. It's so insane. I've li- I go on long walks. That's my favorite thing because that gets me out of my head. That makes me feel less. Long crazy. walks. Long walks all over, like for you know, all around Los Angeles. Yeah, I like walking a lot. Yeah. But I do see you in the neighborhood, walking Janet on the phone. Having Where, talks. Do you live in the neighborhood? You do. I live in the same neighborhood as you. Yeah. So I'll be like going to like pay my rent and, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, but then I don't want you to think. I, then I'm like, he's going to think I'm following him. I don't know why. No. That. I know. It's just my problem. But uh, but then you listen to David Lynch reading his book and it's his voice and he sounds like, he just sounds so like youthful and childlike and just like, it's just so interesting to listen yeah. to him. He had that vibe yeah. to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that like? He just was very, I mean, he was inspiring. He had inspiring energy that I can't really describe. But yeah. he, you know, I feel like infects everyone around him yeah. with that energy. Yeah. I would act completely probably desperate around I would feel, I would have a panic attack being near him. I'd be like, what am I, what am I giving I feel, off? How I'm I- a little used to just accepting that. I'm around somebody like that. And yeah. That's insane. Yeah. But I still have a job to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, I think the fear that it'll go bad overwhelms the fear of in any like nervousness. <laughs> the oh. fear of it going bad overwhelms the fear of it going bad. Oh, that's that makes sense. <laughs> so you got to like check yourself. So yeah. You got to like, be know. like, you got to fucking do this. Yeah, totally. You better be really prepared. It's also brave to have done mushrooms in public. I did mushrooms one time, but I did it in the privacy of my own home. And I thought like even to microdose, I'd be terrified to be in public. Oh yeah. But like, you know, so you yeah. know, you contradict yourself sometimes because you're more brave than, or I don't know, solid than a lot of other people. Me for sure. Like I, you know, you seem I mean, I definitely think that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are very grounded and like solid in your skin and a fucking badass. Oh my God. I wouldn't say solid in my skin or a badass, but I think a lot of people are super fucked up and like, <laughs> yeah, are toxic and yeah, you know. Did you have a lot of toxic people in your life you had to get rid of? Yeah, most of them. I I mean yeah yeah. I don't really have any friends that I grew up with. You don't? No. Yeah. They're all the prominent ones were very toxic. Yeah. People and then I mean I still feel like I have toxic people that I need to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's, that's just a part of life. Yeah. And you have people, they don't, you know, they mean well, but like they, they, you just don't connect with them for whatever reason, or they just really, you know, don't, they want to suck you into their unhealthy headspace that they're in. 
Yeah, and I make, but I make, I make the mistake of making those people matter to me so much that I, I make them so important to me, and then I go, but you know what they are, you know what part they play in your life. Just make them matter less. But just, but having people around me, if they aren't, if I'm not 100% cozy and close to them, I get so rattled. If I don't think they're, you know, they're good to their core, and I feel like I'm. I don't know. It, it bums me out. It's just because I expect so much. Because I, for me, I feel like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I just feel like I will love you. I'll be on your side. Like, I'm only here for you until, and, but if you show me, if you turn on me or you do anything to jab me, then I just get so defensive. And I'm so hurt by it, too. Because yeah. I, I would have only loved you or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I'm, I mean, people who are fucked up now, now in my life, I'm, I'm more able to be like, you suck, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the more insidious thing I think right now is that like, you think that you're friends with somebody and that it's more of a friendship than it actually is. Yeah. And that you're both in denial of that. But then like the fact that it's not is because they're like totally flaked out Yeah, and that you, and, and that you just like got to not put any work into that. And I, you know, and I came up with a lot of people who, you know, I think the personal connection was over the situation that we were in. Oh, that's a good point. And now even though you're in the same business, it's like, we're not in the same headspace or situation. We don't have the same goals. We don't have the same values to what this is. And we don't let it, you know, I I don't necessarily want it to permeate how I communicate in social situations. Yeah. I know it's like a party with a lot of people who are in our business, but I don't want to like really put a front up. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time that is almost seen as weakness by certain people. No, that's a strength. Isn't there like a TED talk about that where by Brene Brown where it's like vulnerability, something about vulnerability and it's not a weakness, it's a strength or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people are just like, yeah. And just like how they see things too is very antiquated. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're like... Yeah. How are you like this fucking clueless about this? And like, you're all right, but I, and you know, and then some people you forgive. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's like a fucked up attitude. But the way in which you live your life is not really uh, in line with that stupid thing you just said. Oh, yes. You know, sense. and the, what's the intention and what's the, what's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what about agents and managers and all those kind of, and like, produce, like, doesn't that ever make you sick or make you cringe or make you creep yeah. out? I, I'm so, I just sometimes, that's why I feel like I'm raw nervous if something scares. It's like that energy. I, I take it on and I take responsibility for other people's energy sometimes. Like, oh, I definitely like want to make those people like me all the time. And do. I do like a dance for them and I yeah. like want them to like almost be like my parents at times. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, they're going to disappoint you. They all in that regard because they only, they care about only the business aspect of it. And yeah. so, it's trying to learn that and not resent those people for it. They have a job to do, and that's the job they're there to be. And part of that job is making you think that they're your friends, but they're not really. That's true. And I mean, and that's not to say that like there are a couple agents who I really, really like personally, and who like I could hang out with. And yeah. when I do hang out with, I have a great time with. And they're not like they know how to like. Like, they still have the blood of an agent in them, but, like, they know how to, like, let... They know you don't. Mm-hmm. So they at least know how to talk to you and, yeah. like, what you... You know, how you want to communicate. And 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 they have a passion of what their clients make, you know. 
does having Janix as a partner, having a partner, does it just make everything feel safer and nicer just having this other person with you? Like if you were just alone, living your life, healthy, happy, fine, would it be a lot harder though? Do you think, do you think the situation you're in right now where you've got this, I mean, I think I probably answered the question for you. But I, having her having specifically. Her, yeah. Having her. Makes it way easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you recommend that kind of, I mean, to anybody? Being in a relationship with Janixa? Yeah. <laughs> I would recommend that. Yeah. I would recommend that. Well, because when I look at your um, thing, it makes me go, wow, that just makes navigating life feel so much safer and cozier and more yeah, protected. Yeah, but, but I didn't have that before her. Yeah. She didn't have that before me. And if you don't have that, um, you shouldn't force that. Yeah. Because that's not something you can force. And um, and even with that person in your corner, you still really do have to be able to stand on your own two feet and yeah. love yourself and, you know, deal with yourself and your own shit because they're not going to – they're not – Yeah, you're your Nobody's your parents, mm-hmm. not even your your parents. Oh, that's a good point. The truth so, comes out when you burp. I like it. You're like – you're <laughs> <laughs> Getting real, real. That's what we, we sweat you it was out. Sort of like like a, it wasn't a full burp, though. It wasn't a full burp. It's like it was a just, little bit of indigestion. Your body just wanted to be part of it more. My body's like, oh my god, I can't handle all this intensity that you're so much putting intensity. me through. What did I not? Okay, so, oh god, I'm so look over my notes. Blah blah. Getting dug with high genetics. A love story. New York dating. Wooing her proposal. Kids. Eagle heart. Go flea bag. Another period. Oh whatever. I'll, I'll talk about all that stuff in the intro. I will have. Already. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff is like friends. He's just fr- oh, just friends. Eagle heart. Another period. Uh, Fleabag was not a friend situation. I mean, a little sort of was. Are you going back? Is it happening again? Um, I will be going back if it's happening again. It's supposed to be happening again, but I don't know when yeah. that will be. Yeah. Um, but and and she is my friend now. Yeah. I do love her That's very, awesome. very greatly and uh, respect her. Phoebe Waller Bridge, that is, and and all of the people on that show. Yeah. They're, it's a great group. Eagleheart, was that weird? Was that a little bit weird? That was great. I mean, you know, Jason Wolner is a, another collaborator of mine. Oh, yeah, who, like, he's did great. my specials, uh, our specials. I mean, yeah. the special was his idea. Um, and then we wrote them together and he directed them. So, um, but Chris Elliott. He's one of my best friends. Yeah. Oh, Jason Wolner? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then the, chance to work with Chris, you know, yeah. who's a hero of mine. Yeah. And Maria Thayer is one of my best friends. Who's oh, yeah. The, oh, my the other, God. She's so she, kind. She rounds out the trio oh. of us on that show. Oh, yes. Um, And Chris is, yeah, I mean, maybe the funniest person that I've ever worked with. Um, I think he's the one of the most underappreciated comedic geniuses of this World, yeah, definitely this country, and uh, he toughened me up. You know, he did all these like he would constantly just break my balls. He would like, so hardcore. Oh yeah, I can take anything. And whenever anybody tries to fuck with me, I'm like, because of please. because of Chris Elliott. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I you know you know how like people will do bits. I hate that term. Yeah. Uh, but. He would do, it would be like a, it would be an epic endeavor. It would be hours, hours to the point where 
what how he would be fucking with me. Oh my god. Uh, would be like the show, and then when we were shooting this show, that felt like we were taking a break. Oh my god! Holy shit! Yeah. So you got a thicker skin because of that. Yeah, what a and way to also do it. Uh, learned more about being funny because yeah. it was the funny it, it, as as hardcore as it was. It was the funniest shit. Like I, some of the funniest stuff I ever heard. But and then also Janixa is very. Funny. She could she could rival Chris for for giving you shit and really she knows how you to up. break something down oh. why it's fucked up yeah and just she sees everything she sees everything so yeah she can get right to the core of <laughs> something and shake you up yeah if she wants to I mean any but yeah you don't want to get on that per, on that woman's bad side I don't want That's to all I want to say oh, man <laughs> holy shit but no. but. If you are getting on her bad side, you're an asshole. You're being an asshole. Yeah. It's not like she's looking for people to be on her bad side. It's yeah. when people don't act right. Yeah. And so, and I, I mean, I guess I'm kind of like that too. I just, you know, we see we see things a lot of the time before people even who are acting that way see it, which of course of course is true. Is the case in anything because. Those people aren't like I'm going to be an asshole right now. Oh, they're, they're not just, saying they think they're thinking they're right. They're just unconsciously, yeah, and being they think right. they think we're the asshole. Yeah. So that's how it goes. That's the problem. I think I've just because I know we have to give up the studio, even though I'm in here with Brett Gilman. I can't believe this. <laughs> um, I do want to know. This just came to me. It's not even on my list of copious notes that I prepared right? for you. Wait, unnecessary. Balance. Yeah, yakety schmackety. Okay. I pretty much covered all this stuff. I was going to ask you about if you went to school with David Gordon Green in North Carolina School of the Arts. And that I did. Group. That was a whole group of people. I just saw George Washington for the first time. His first oh, it's movie. a great movie. That's a beautiful movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't talk to you about UCB, but maybe a little bit we did. Whatever. I just want to know, do you remember when you knew you were funny and you knew, like, you're like, oh, this is, like, this is what my life is about. Like, this, I'm well, I, I'm When I was six years old, I saw A Night at the Opera with the Marx Brothers, and that's when I wanted to do this. That- Knowing that I'm funny, I still sometimes don't know that I'm funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> still, you're I'm like, as- oh, I'm a fraud. I'm terrible. I'm a hack. I would be more successful if I was more talented. I watched Tiffany Haddish the other night on... Uh, <laughs> On Kimmel and then on Colbert, and I was like, hmm, maybe I am doing something wrong here. Oh, God! <laughs> Did you see the, either of those interviews? No. I'd look them up. I will. It is, it is really amazing how to, how, to be funny in a talk show interview. Yeah. I would say that is the prime example of the last few years of somebody just killing it, destroying and like really being in their element and taking their success and. Just everybody going and being like, this person is the funniest person oh right now. God. We need to make her famous. Holy shit. No, completely Which is very deserved. Yeah. Um, so me, like, I'm all, I've always been the one who's like, you know, knocking on the door. I still am not feel like I'm knocking on the door and I still feel like, um, you know, at times underappreciated. But then I'm like, oh, but that underappreciation is justified. And then. Sometimes I feel appreciated and uh and then what I want to get to is being like, who cares? Yeah. It's about the work and not how I'm seen. I a f- friend of mine. Yeah. Who's a former manager. Yeah. 
who is one of the good ones, I got to tell you. He said he was like the biggest problem with you is is your infatuation of what people think of you. And he's like, that's that's the number. That's the only thing that is wrong with you. Let's shake. But that's a big thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a process. I think it's like letting those thoughts. You know, again, this is why meditation would help because it it allows you to like see that's not helping and like live in this gray area, which is the reality of life. Well, you just already are. You walk in here and you just your whole essence, the way you deliver anything that comes out of your mouth. Whatever. Really? Like, just makes me laugh. Just like look, like, but you know, you're you're handsome, you're stylish, you're all these things, you're success- like all these things. But then you're just like, you come in here, and I'm just like, oh my god, wow, <laughs> my god, and that's just like, that's that's just it. That's just how it is. It doesn't matter what you think or whatever. That's just what it is. So. Well, cool. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I need to be less lazy and get more stuff out there. Well, you can be in my movie. I Does it seem like you. I'm lazy? Be in my movie. I Does wrote a thing for you. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> if you want. Oh, yeah. my God. I'll be um, in it. All right. I'll do it. This is, just, this is just my did boy. Did you think that... We aren't even do, recording. Do I seem lazy when you look at, like, what do you... Or do I seem prolific? <laughs> uh, well, maybe you don't seem prolific. You you star in a movie that you co-wrote and you're constantly working. Well, when you're on your power calls and I catch you in the neighborhood on your power calls or uh, you're busy... It's mostly me just apologizing. No. But then... And then also... And we are... um. But when Janixa does Insta Story You asleep and you're just like asleep on the couch and you're like, oh, like maybe right. you don't seem super prolific and busy then, but I'm still laughing and I'm still loving you. So I don't know. But I seem like I work a lot. I didn't say that. Oh, God. No, I don't. I don't. I don't no, seem like that. You do. <laughs> I don't know. Look at these credits. Doesn't matter. Yes, hold on. Matter what I, no. What I think. I, I need to up my work. No, here's ethic. What you, no, no, stop. I do. No. Well, I'm fine. That's it. between you and you. Yeah. What I see is. I put you on a pedestal, which is my problem. I put both you and Janixa on a very intense high pedestal, which probably makes me suffer and uh, feel less than. So that's my issue with you. But know that you've been put on a pedestal by some girl with bangs and a podcast. And uh, that can only mean that you're talented, uh, you know, entertaining, brilliant, sharp, funny. You you both, you know, you just, it's like. People have called me very talented. You are very talented. Very respectable people, too. You have a hat somebody made for you. and many other respectable people. many other respectable people. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh. It's pretty pretty crazy. listen to them. Yeah. You. Internalize it. Internally. Also, who cares what I say? If you you believe the nice things I say, you have to believe the shit I might say or somebody might say. I would never say shit, though. Look at Robert De Niro. What about him? Well. You know, he was like our greatest actor. He's our greatest, you know, one of our greatest actors. Yeah. And now people like bust on him all the time. Oh, hasn't he done enough though? He needs to pay his bills, right? I'm just like, leave him alone. Leave him alone. I want to start a like, he's an actor. (laughs) Like also he, he has to stay relevant. Oh yeah. He wants to keep working and he is the, the, his type, his age. Yeah. He is the prominent actor. He's the number one, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Just as Meryl is the number one of her. Are you guys best friends? Just call her Meryl. Are you allowed <sighs> to do that? Are you no, allowed to? disgusting. Wait, Brett. It's hot. Bobby and Meryl <laughs> sitting in a tree. A-C-T-I-N-G. Oh, and thank man. God they are. Oh. No, but like, I, I always get pissed with like, when, when people bust on people who have done a lot. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm like, what is that person doing? You know how busting? fucking hard it is yeah. to stay relevant in this business. I just want to, especially know. if like you're older than or young, or anybody. You yeah. know, like it, it's just it's it's really hard. Yeah. Do you know? So how like, hard yeah. Sometimes you got to do shit. Oh God! In defense of Robert De Niro, I didn't know this is wait Robert De Niro, right? 
I'm getting exactly. confused. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm in full defense of Robert De Niro. That white man, movie star, billionaire, yeah. needs as much defense as he can get. Okay. He needs my defense probably, <laughs> right? Wait, Brett, will you do something for me? Yeah. Will you scratch your beard again? Will you scratch your beard? Harder. And it's clean. I shampoo it every day, sometimes twice a day if I work out especially. When do you work out? How often are you working out? Do I not seem like I work out? You do seem fit, but you're you're talking a lot about working out. I don't have like that. No, I mean, I'm not like into like it would be weird if I had like a major muscular gym body. Well, oh, wait, that's kind of what Jeremy O'Harris was saying. He was like, would you think? Oh, that was one of the questions. I should have looked at the Instagram questions. Would you think about shedding, um, like, your comedic career to get getting really ripped and then doing, like, superhero movies like, what's the actor's name? They like just, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt, yes. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe. There's time. I mean, why not? Do I read? definitely don't judge him for it. And I still think that he's able to retain his humor. His humor. I mean, in Guardians, he's really funny and charming. That. Yeah. Uh, but... I definitely want to get more ripped. I would not want to get that ripped. I don't have the... He has the face for that. I don't have the face for that. That's funny. (laughs) I would like... I mean, I would look... Basically, I would look like Vin Diesel. I I would have to shave my head. I can't have, like, the distinguished baldness going on with a body like that. Oh, my God. And then the beard... I, yeah, but I would probably have to like shave my head or else I would look really. I mean, I just think with like a jacked body, I would look really weird. It would be unsettling. Is- I think I'm more about like the fit, slender, you know, cut muscular body, but like, you know, like that. That's what I want. You worrying about what people think of you and us having this like three and a half, two and a half minute conversation about what the world would feel if you had a ripped body. Yeah. Your concern of other people's thoughts about you has to stay because that only lends itself to your humor because you're this very tall, handsome, funny, successful guy and you're 40 years old, which is great. I'm not saying that in a, in a bad, but it's it's not old, but it's not old, but it's, it's just funny because you're like, wait, he's concerned about people. It's just, it just, it just warms your heart. Makes you go, Oh my God, that's the cutest thing ever. Some people find it pathetic. Uh, Not, not this girl. It turns them off. Not this this podcast host. (laughs) No, I'm definitely still like the kid of being like, you want to be best friends. You want to like have plans. Oh my God. You want to have plans. Remember when you asked to ask people, did you ask people for plans? I still do and get flaked on and then internalize it and feel like what's wrong with me. What did I do? Why don't they like me? But whatever. Yeah. I I was like for a while, like asking people, like, let's get lunch sometime knowing they would never yeah. do that. You know how many times I asked Will Ferrell, like, oh, told Will Ferrell, let's get lunch. Oh, wow. See, that's a whole other realm. Like, have lunch with me. Uh, is Ben Stiller single now? There's nothing I to did do have anything. lunch with Ben. How was that? It was really great. All right. Is Ben Stiller single? I don't know. None of my business. None of my business. Wait, wait. We got to bring this home. We got to wrap this up. But, oh, God. Oh, do you get sad if somebody drops off your Insta stories? Oh, I don't know how to clock that. Oh, good. Oh, no. I don't want to get yeah, you. I don't, don't want to alert really, you to this. I don't want to try alert. not to. Uh-oh. I'm always looking at how many likes something has. Yeah. So I am, I'm not going to say that I'm not like looking, on that. Yeah. But I don't look at like. Who follows through all the Insta stories? Who, who drops off the watching? No, as long as it's like a healthy number, I'm okay. 
And I feel like, yeah, we average like over a thousand for each of the thing. And I, I don't know. She inspired me to do that more. Janixa? Yeah. Because yeah. I think hers is just so fucking funny. Oh, God. It's so funny. And I, and I think that, I mean, yeah, we want to do a travel show. We were yeah. like thinking like it would be fun to do a travel show where we're just like. She's fucking with me the whole time, and then we're traveling uh, around, but it's also, like, you're seeing it through, like, our gaze. Yeah. As, like, sort of these, like, this interracial couple, yeah. but also a little, like, sort of, like, bougie assholes. Yes! It's so great! Oh, God, it's so And great. then dealing with the bigotry of the world as we travel and yeah. what, it, you know, the what people might think of our interracial relationship or... Uh, and in some in some developed uh, cities, they're gonna not like the fact that I'm there more than her in certain cases. Oh, well, but not many. Not many. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Mostly it's uh, directed at her. But like dealing with that, I just think that that would be an interesting thing. Yeah, and like showing the do that. It's like Anthony Bourdain meets the trip. Meets oh, interracial. Oh, meets so, interracial. Yeah. Well, I definitely liked her Insta stories when it would, like when it would just be you guys are in uh, in Barbados. Everybody's black, and then it goes to you, and then you're just like the butt of the joke. Like she's making you the joke because you're right? right. Like that's like because I'm the least cool person there. You're just like really like hey yes like <laughs> hey I fit in yeah, I fit right? in right. Nobody even notices I'm here, and then <laughs> and then her story is like she's like life and majority and like and just like. It was just so great. Both of the It was cool. It was cool. Uh, I like being the minority. I like watching you be the minority. But then I also have the privilege to enjoy being the minority because when you're white and you're the minority, people usually are not like coming at you in any type of offensive way as, you know, which is not true of the opposite. Yeah. You know, for her. How do we, how do we get out of this podcast on an upbeat note? I'm not um, trying to avoid heavy topics. I love your turtleneck. You do? It's <laughs> <laughs> the nicest thing you've ever said to me in your entire life. I've loved talking with you today. You have? You made me feel very good about myself. Have I? I hope I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you already feel good about yourself, despite no, everything no, no, we've no, talked no, no, about. No. Yeah. <laughs> Deep self-hatred. I hope that's not true. Um, it's partially true. I'll be thinking of you when I start meditating for a moment, but then I'll Let's just try communicate. to get centered. Yeah. One day I'll have your phone number. One day we'll get rosé. Do you drink rosé? I'm going to give you my phone number right now. You are on the air? I don't drink. You don't? No. That's great because I'm trying not to and I only did that to make you like me because I thought you were a drinker. Do you have a drinking problem? No, but I know that I'm better when I don't drink. Mm, I I have been a drinker. Yeah. I'm physically allergic to it now. Oh, because it's so acidic and it's like sour in your body? It just like fucked up part of my body. My body can't handle it. Okay, well now I've, I look to you for even more, you know. Don't strength. get to the point where, you, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I've never seen you and been like, "Whoa, she's fucked up." Oh no, it's not that. It's more that I just want to be like, especially making a movie. I want to be really sharp and I want to be very like at the tip top of my game. I hear you. And not be like hungover or be like, oh, like spiraling over what people think of me when I should be like, I'm meeting with DPS and I'm meeting with this person and blah blah. blah. I'm like, oh my god, like you know, where's the money coming? What you know? Also, yeah. yeah. Anyway, like then will the spiral. That's just going to happen. Well, emotional <laughs> spirals, though, happen worse when I'm hungover. Yeah, you shouldn't be hungover when you're on set. That would suck. I, I don't plan to. I know. didn't smoke weed for, like, a while before we... I don't even smoke weed. ...started shooting lemon. I do. I do smoke weed, but I'm not a chronic smoker of weed. You just smoke the chronic. Oh, God, oh that's horrible. Oh, boy, I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, 
Oh, I'm editing that out. Okay, anyway. No, don't. It's I great. Won't. I love it. Oh, boy. Well, listen. We said a lot of things. I think it went well. We did. You yeah. think it went well? I think so. You do? Oh, yeah. Are you going to... I mean, like, I hope I didn't come off as a total asshole, but... Did I seem smart and fun? Did I keep no, it you going? You were fantastic. Yeah? yeah? Okay. You were charming as all get out. Really? Me? Um, I don't know. I don't know how people will see this. I have mm. no idea. Only the commenters will... Commenters who cares? Will let us, let it, gives yeah. a fuck what they think. The commenters will let us know, and who hey, cares anyway? Hey, you out yeah. there, listener, who gives a shit what a, you fucking think? We don't give a fuck. <laughs> um... Thanks for being here, Brett Gelman. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> oh, God. Going out strong. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, That's my God. Lot. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 